No portion of this program may be reproduced without the express written permission of WQAM BZ Broadcast Group Incorporated. The biggest names, the best talent. You're listening to Sports Radio 560 WQAM. Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Is it better to be a screamer or Flaming. a flamer? How about that? You tell me. Feel my queen, God. Now, 560 WQAM presents the QAM Road Crew. To reach Depot and the rest of the crew, visiting hours are 12 to 3 p.m. on Sunday. For conjugal visits, 4 to 6 p.m. on leap year. Now, here's Depot and the QAM Road Crew. I, uh, I'm sorry I can't get to your calls right now. I'm, uh, I'm a little busy picking up this trash here on the side of the road. Who are you talking to, Defoe? Oh, just, uh, maintaining a little dignity here. So, that's what everybody loves about you, Defoe. Start looking busy. Here comes the screw. Hey! We ain't running a social club here! This morning, how do you like that? Got a request right off the bat. Girl, our depot was a real everybody knows that. 1002 at 560 WQAM. No Joe Rose again this morning. It's either jury duty or he's uh, got a sore throat because he screams too much. He's he's got some issues, man. Or he might come out uh, and watch that scrimmage. What? Or he might be uh, suspended. Who knows? Oh, were they starting that crap again? That's what Mandich apparently said yesterday. Suspended for what? Who knows? It's Joe. I'm not. I'm not going to play that game. That sandbox game that we play on the station. I thought we were done with that. Speaking of Defoe, I thought that that was over back in the days of the worst team, when they'd make up these stories every time. Well, that must be. Oh, that's the April Fool. Don't you get it? Uh huh. Boy, you are really gullible. Is Zach with us or not? Is he still? He's um, here. Um, he moved all the stuff in here and then he left the studio real quick. So I guess he's coming back. Maybe he's joicing. If exactly. you feel the, feel the building shaking and quaking and baking, you'll know. Anyway, Chris, a guy named Chris, listener, uh, requested that bit. He said this morning Steve Kane told his listener, singular, that he and his family feasted at Pompano on the free pasta and meatballs. Steve was even able to take home a good bag of pasta that he claimed he could feed his family for days. A goodie bag. Also, could you please play the bit with Defoe and the Chain Gang? There you go, Chris, no problem. Well, you must be the listener, Chris. Oh, yeah, that was probably me. No, not you, different Chris. Oh, okay. A lot of Chris's around, you know? It's right here. And then here's a, a very amusing and uh, fake fact, supposed to be aggravating and annoying, but it turns out to be most amusing. 
And it's signed, Joe Name, Rottenchester, New York. I think you're right. This is from Mo. Thanks a lot, Mo. I'm sure he's listening right now. It says, I was listening to another soft photo station when the host mentioned Mr. Rogers' name, explaining the lingering animosity between him and former QAM or Howard David was that David represented everything Neil wanted to be and was not, namely a successful sports play-by-play guy, i.e., a childhood dream. Now it all makes sense. Well, moment, let me tell you this. That's what I, that's what I really always wanted to be, just like you. Unemployable, always getting canned, no matter where I went. Hated by everybody in the building, no matter which building it was. And all of these uh, things. All of these That's things. Right. And also earning whatever kind of measly paycheck you're making these days. That a boy, Mo. Good job. Joe Name in Rottenchester, New York. That's what it is, the animosity. What about the animosity between uh, Mo and everybody else in the building? Like Joe Rose, like uh, Mad Dog, like Hank. Oh, that didn't matter. Like Zach. Watch about like everybody. But I just mentioned that in passing. Mo, Mo's in denial. You know, it's it's me. Max Mosley, president of the Federation Internationale de l'Automobile, FI's government. Was that F1? Yeah. What now? What's F1? I'm not. That's Formula One racing. Oh, terminal. F1's governing body is facing intense pressure to resign from his post after being implicated in a Nazi. I think this is another. Um, says the Associated Press contributed to this report. Is this the Emmis or is this another April Fool? Got to be careful now. I, w- I would assume that's probably real. Max Mosley, you would assume. That's very uh, encouraging. Uh, facing intense pressure to resign from his post after being implicated in a Nazi role-playing orgy, according to a British tabloid, News of the World. The report detailed a five-hour Nazi-style orgy between Mosley and five prostitutes at a house in Chelsea. And it goes on describing the roles they were playing. But at one point during the video, the man yells, She needs more of the punishment while brandishing a leather strap over a woman's bottom before striking her with it and counting in German as other women in Nazi-style uniforms look on. The report is even more disturbing because of the fact that his father, Oswald Mosley, was a former British politician who served in Parliament for both the Labour and Conservative parties before WW2. And it goes on with a bunch of crap. I don't think it's for real, but nevertheless. This is for real. A Roman Catholic nun accused of stealing from the Omaha Archdiocese and gambling much of the money away has pleaded guilty to theft. She gambled away the money from the Archdiocese. How do you like that? Maybe she got hooked on bingo. Never Maybe know. she was the bitch I saw there at the slots. Counting? An attorney says Sister Barbara Markey pleaded guilty Monday to theft of more than 1500 bucks. Defense attorney J. William Gallup says she also agreed to pay $125,000 in restitution. Marquis faces up to 20 years in prison when she's sentenced in July. Marquis is an internationally known speaker. She was fired in 2006 as director of the Archdiocese Family Life Office after an audit found irregularities. The audit found that Marquis spent over 307 grand for her own use or without documentation. Prosecutors say Marquis used the money to cover gambling forays, gifts, and trips. She liked to plunge her guts out, that's all. She's a, the gambling nun. You've heard of the singing nun? This is the gambling nun. The singing nun. Got to leave off the G at the end. Singing. As in screaming. Flaming. Like that. That's a sports thing, you know, on QAM. It's a sports thing. We're singing. And running. We're running fast. 610 votes on today's poll. We better look at yesterday's first, though, wouldn't you think? Sure, why not? Think got a shot at a thousand a day or what? We came yeah. up short yesterday, even after the show. What former QAM host would you like to see back on WQAM? Nine hundred twenty-four vote. 
The humper wins hands down your pants. <laughs> 364 votes for the humper. That was funny. 39% of all of the votes. Pharrell, 121. None of the above, 117. Mo Howard David always admired him so much. I want to be just like him when I grow up. Mo Howard David at 108. Defo 92. The Booster 38. Geldy 26. Eddie K 25. You thought Eddie was going to go zooming up there big time. I thought he would. But he didn't. Craig Mitchell 11. Kenny and Bo 10. Oh my God. A morning show from a hell. One of the most embarrassing, humiliating, and degrading experiences. And, and you know who's really a, a large part of the failure of that thing? Who? Is that idiot Toast. I agree. He's the one that brought all that crap from across the street with a square table and gay or not gay. He's the one that kind of like uh, formatted that uh, piece of dreck. He also Yoko deleted Yoko a bunch had... of drops. What? He also deleted a bunch of drops we would always use for years. Who would use? I like all different shows. Like, you know, drops. You know, you know how the show has drops? You know, yeah. we would have drops for the other shows. Like, just like stupid one-liners. He just basically went in one day and was like, yeah, I'm, I'm cleaning everything out and got rid of stuff. Oh, that must be it. Joe Costello, six. Lenny Martez had four. Hey, Wenny, how are you doing? And Mark Eisenberg finally got a pair. Well, better late than never, Mark. They hate you. I hear Zach voted for him. Who did? I, I voted for Eisenberg. Did you? Why? Because I... Felt sorry for him? Yep. Sympathy vote. Well, welcome to Zach, who's with us, who's down to like 400 pounds now on his new diet. That's good. Three, 399, actually. How much have you lost? 20-some? 24 and a half pounds. Woo! Man, he's fading into oblivion. Pretty soon, it'll be the ghost of Zach. I hope Better so. watch your back, Zach. Now, did you hear that fax about uh, me being jealous of Mo, and that's why there's this animosity? Because he represents of Mo. what I wanted to be, you know. Oh yeah, of course. Play by play guy, hated by the world, despised and reviled. Six hundred seventeen votes on today's poll. Now, this is—I don't know—I got to stop taking the polls from the uh, listeners, but I, I got no more of my own. Like one for tomorrow. I'll come up with an oldie. And we sure don't have a pile. Since George pissed off Charlie B and he disappeared. <laughs> Isn't that what happened, Chris? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Charlie B vanished. Hey, listen, it wasn't my fault that he sent a bunch of crappy polls there at the end. He ran out of material and he ran away like a, like a child, like a coward. Oh, here's one. Now, let's see. Regardless of your position on the issue, which of these is most likely to influence your vote for president? Oh, this one's not too bad, right? It's not, so bad. It's not too bad. Yeah, not bad. It's got the Iraq... What? It's not that bad, no. The Iraq War, tax policy, budgetary spending, health care, abortion, gay rights. Then in parentheses it says faggery, misspelled. Welfare, immigration, the space program, God stuff, education, FCC stuff, gun rights and such, drugs, Cuba, Israel, or foreign policy in general. It's not bad, huh? Boy, it's, I think we may have to discontinue the poll one of these days soon. Although Footy's still, he's wrapping up now. He's getting to the finals of his best burger in town contest, you know. He's getting to the finals for the next uh -oh. couple of months. Maybe Footsie's the one that sent that uh, idiotic thing about Mo. Wouldn't surprise me. Hey, Footsie, how's Tootsie, baby? You idiot. Here's the deal. The last, the best days of my sex life are, in the past, 348. Oh, in the distant past for me. In the future, hopefully, 148. In the present, like right this minute, it's great, 96. And I'm asexual, 25. 627 now. Boy, they're coming in in big bunches now, in big chunks. So we can make a 1,000 today. Won't that be great? Rectum. That'll be because Zach is here, not uh, that putz, Josh Cordes. That's obvious. Yeah, rip him an ass. Yeah, why not? What's this fax you're sending me now? Is this another poll? Oh, you'll like it. 
It's from uh, some lawyer in um, Boca. It says, QAM lineup for tomorrow. 6 to 10, DA in for Joe Rose. 2 to 4, DA in for Jax. 4 to 7, DA in for Mad Dog. 10 to 2, DA in for George, who is in for Neil. And 7 to 10, the Beast in for DA. <laughs> and then it says, the biggest names, the brightest talent, WQAM. Oh, and then at the bottom it says, it's got that confidentiality notice. It's uh, legally privileged and confidential information, only intended for the use of the individual. Well, it's sent to me, okay? That's the way it goes, Nat. From a lawyer in Boca. That's cute. DA in for everybody. Well, he's getting a lot of work these days anyway, the old DA. Get a lot of airtime. I wonder if he knows Hamilton Berger. Remember, he was the DA on Perry Mason? No. And he smoked all those faggots and he got lung cancer. Ah, this is Hamilton Berger. I don't smoke. <laughs> like that. And then he croaked. 12 minutes after 10 at 560 WQM. Neil's half price deals are the hit of the town, baby. Everywhere you go, there's shrine about it. Each week we have another offer for you for all our happy listeners and even the unhappy ones. Starting this Thursday at noon, you'll be able to buy $50 certificates at half price, just 25 bucks, to Lucille's American Cafe in Weston. Lucille's is a 1940s-style upscale diner that captures the luncheonette feel of that era. It's all about homemade food, huge portions, and family-friendly prices. Menu items include a 12-ounce center-cut New York strip, a pulled pork platter, Barbecued baby back ribs and marinated or Texas-style chicken breasts. Plus, they've got phenomenal desserts like homemade bread pudding and their famous Big Split Banana Split. Big enough to share, but good enough to eat all by yourself, Zach. Lucille's American Cafe, 2250 Weston Road, 954-384-9007. And now, thanks to me, you'll be able to buy $50 certificates at half price. Just 25 bucks this Thursday at noon on WQM.com. But be sure and act fast, because like Tommy always loved to say, and he always smirkled when he said it, act fast, because once they're gone, they're just gone. The biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. No. Neil. No. No. <laughs> this is the moment we learn something new. Before American Idol, you danced in the nude. You worked at a place that is called Dick's, and you didn't dance for any chicks. Now Seacrest likes you even more. You fairy. Performing on Idol was your biggest dream. Yay. Danny Noriega is not the only queen. <laughs> you say that you did it just for cash. Showed your junk and shook your ass. Will you get kicked right out the Ten eighteen at 560 WQAM. Happy uh, Tuesday to you. It's April Fool's Day. We're not going to play no April Fool's pranks on this show, okay? That's for children. That's for overgrown children. Oh, but you're a party pooper, Neil. That's uh, all the fun of April 1st is April Fool. And, uh, yeah, right. 
Don't you think it's uh, a little on the childish side? People that pull those pranks like, oh, guess what? Uh, you know, the beast is dead or stuff like that. Is that a prank? Well, I don't know. I, I don't want to get into that. Okay, I'll leave that for Joe if he ever comes back for a if, little dog. If he ever does. Yeah, if he, now, you're the, you're his producer. You're his confidant and right-handed, left-hand man. What's the real story there? And don't give me the suspended crap, okay? That's, that's more of that old first-team lie, that uh, baloney. I know that he was sick yesterday, so I'm guessing mm -hmm. it was a sick day, but all I heard was that DA was filling in, and I didn't get to speak to Joe past about 2 o'clock yesterday. Yeah. And I didn't see him on the news. <laughs> oh, my God. I think I'm catching whatever he's got. He's got something. He's got something, all right. He's illin'. I still think it's from too many, screaming too many live spots. Too I much believe screaming. that. I believe that. He talks a lot about running. I'm talking about screaming. Without the G, running. He's running fast. A new poll finds a majority of Republicans and Democrats feel Senator Barack Obama would be a tougher candidate against the presumptive old coot John McCain in a potential fall matchup. That old coot. In a Gallup poll released yesterday, 59% of Democratic voters believe Obama's got the best chance of beating McCain. 30%... About 30, man. Said Swillery was more likely to win a matchup with uh, old, insane McCain. Republicans surveyed said Clinton would be the easiest to beat. 64% said Clinton would make a weaker fall opponent for McCain. Just 22% said Obama would. The discussion of which Democrat stands the strongest against McCain has been an ongoing debate since the Republican race narrowed, leaving McCain as the Republican nominee in waiting. A Gallup poll released last week suggested a majority of Democrats would cast a vote for McCain this fall if the candidate they support doesn't win the Democratic nomination. This is especially true of Clinton supporters, a third of whom said they would vote for McCain if Obama's the Democratic nominee. But in spite of that, Obama does better in a polling against McCain, so figure that out. Right? Go figure. Go figure. Okay. Liars figure. Figures, uh, how's that go? Figure skaters lie. How's Nancy Kerrigan doing, by the way? Why Harding. 656 uh, votes on our survey. It's not a poll, it's a survey. What's the best uh, burger? Let me say it again about that place. I keep thinking about how awful that place is. So bad. I, the Grand Lux Cafe. The chowder yeah, was excellent, sensational. The water was very good. My Diet Coke was acceptable. But other than that, it blew. It, in fact, I had a bad dinner here last night with Paco. We had uh, went out for dinner. It was sucked. It bad. Really bad. What's the story with that? Uh, Grand Lux? No, we didn't go to the Grand Lux Cafe. How could we do that? I don't know. What are you, some kind of a schmuck? Oh, have you been to Grand Lux? I have. And you like it? I think it's pretty good, yeah. And you want to know why you like it? Because they give big, huge portions enough for an elephant. That's why you like it. That's why I love it. That, that's, the, that's the barometer in South Florida. Not is the food really delicious. Not is it cooked well. Not is it uh, great ingredients, fresh. No, nothing out of that. It, they, give you, they give you enough for like four elephants. That's the uh, barometer. They give you a big portion that they have to throw 90% of it out. That makes it great. That's why people love the Cheesecake Factory and the Grand Lux Cafe. Very bitterly disappointing. Weak. Weak. How bad can an omelet be? I keep asking that question. How bad can it be? Now, I'll tell you a place that you'll love, since you weren't with us yesterday, is that Myron's Deli in the Pompano Park at the casino there. Okay. What? Oh, Did Zach expire now, or what? No, I thought that you're, there was more to the story. I'm sorry. Well, I'm not going to go through the whole thing again. I'm just telling you, it was great. It's uh, named after Myron Cohn, the old Jewish comedian who's been dead 100 years, I guess. And it's inside the casino there at Pompano Park. Don't play the slots there because they're tighter than a drum. They don't uh, you you put in, they don't put out. 
How can you tell if the slots are good or not? How do, how do you know? How do you know which place to go to? I'm looking for a good place to win some money. <laughs> can we get somebody you're to call looking for a good place to win some money and you want to play the slots and you think you're going to win some money? Are you an idiot or what? I think you've been hanging around with a little dog too long. It's possible. You need to win some money. You want to go, I'll just tell you this. I was to two places. I didn't get to Gulfstream, which I apologize profusely because they invited me for dinner and a whole deal. But it was a Florida Derby weekend, and I'm not, gonna, I'm not that crazy to fight billions of people. That's the one weekend that you know I didn't want to be anywhere near there. So I didn't get to check those out, although George rates it very highly. He says it's great, and everybody else does too, even Cordes and his friends. But of the two places I went, I went to Pompano Park, then we went to Hard Rock on Saturday. Hard Rock was great. All the machines, I mean, look, you're not going to go anywhere where the machines are just pouring money out. Darn. They're not, they're not, no, but like in Vegas, they're not just there to give money away. They're there to take your money as uh, best they can. That's where they make all their money. I thought you might have the inside scoop on somebody. The inside scoop of the two places I went, the Hard Rock was much, much better. Did you I actually won money there, won a few hundred bucks. Did you eat at the Hard Rock anywhere? No, but they have lots and lots of restaurants. They got snack bars. They got food all over the damn place. And a much young, younger, and uh, really hot crowd in there. Oh my God, just unbelievable! Oh yeah, and there was that chicken game too. The uh, what is it called? Hee Haw, where I won thirteen hundred bucks on that baby. See, that's the inside scoop. I'll play Hee Haw then. Yeah, go play Hee Haw with the uh, chickens, with the three screaming chickens. A lot of screamers there. Maybe you'll find, maybe that's where Joe is today. The Dow's up 220 points. Let's hear it. All right. Here comes the bunny, and there goes your money. Play that market, man. If you're a fool, if you're an idiot. 665 votes on a pool. Chris thinks if we can get like 700 and some by the top of the hour, we can get a shot at 1,000. Yep. I don't want to be speaking for you, but, you know, otherwise you just sit there like a lump. Oh, like we'll get 1,000. I'm here today. We'll get 1,000. Oh, Zach's here today. He says that'll uh, guarantee it. That'll cinch it that we get to 1,000 votes. Speaking of numbers, for that numbers guy out there, maybe you can go to the uh, casino with a quarter schlock guy. Maybe we can get a hold of him for you. I'm in. Now, have you, you said you've been to, um, oh, no, that's right. You said you were at the restaurant. I should have known, Grand Lux Cafe. What did you have there that was so good? They had, before my diet, I had a, uh, they had actually like a chicken parm dish that was very good. You had what? Chicken parmesan. Oh, really? And they had like a, a roasted chicken dish with vegetables that I eat now. It's very good. Mm-hmm. I'm a big chicken guy. So maybe the chicken yeah, would be good. You know? Well, that's right. Go play that the hee-haw, man. If you get the three chickens, then you get 29 free spins. The first one comes up, and it goes just like that. And then the second chicken comes up, and, bah, 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 bah. and then the third one, if it does come up for you, which you hope, it goes, bah, 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 bah. just screaming like the chicken's been shot, like it's been put in a hot pot of boiling water. Sounds like a Joe Rose live spot. Yeah. It's not. I'll leave all the lives to him because uh, basically on this show we don't have any because our sales department, they're, they're allergic to this show, especially the sales manager. He's got a Neil Rogers allergy. I don't know what that's all about. But that's going to have to change, you know, if we make that deal that uh, Norma keeps talking about. I had a phone call from Norma yesterday. He claims to be uh, doing something. You can only imagine what he's doing. Doing what? I don't know. Fantasy baseball, probably. Fantasy baseball and fantasy runaway uh, hot young guys, something like that. So how about that fax about Mo Howard David? That was that was very funny, Mo. Very very amusing. If you'd been that funny on the air, you might still be on. Although I doubt it, because everybody hated you like poison, like poison. Have you ever encountered anybody who was so reviled by so many? Zach. No. no. 
Am I right? Yes. There wasn't. There was not a lot of people that worked in the morning here that were. You couldn't get along fun. with anybody. Yeah. Even little Geldy. God, man, did he hate him like? Oh God, poison would be an understatement. If he, if, if murder would have been legal, I guarantee you, Geldy would have blown his brains out. I'm Geldy telling you right now, yeah. I'm positive. Do you agree? Yes. Geldy would have bought a gun on day three. <laughs> I can't take him anymore. What am I gonna do? He's just impossible. It's just uh, I can't do it. Put him over the edge. At 560 WQM. So here's that schedule to enter that everybody writes it down on their wrist. Jerk show it too as the Heat lose again by 20 this time. They're doing it, man. They are really doing it. Why you got to hate? Uh, Mad Dog Ford was 655. Then at 655, we've had him off a little bit early because we got UNFAU baseball. Wow. That's a good, a phenomenal. And then the uh, DA show, but DA's smart enough to stay away from it. You don't want to follow UN baseball. So we got John Linder. That'll be Correct. it. Handling that assignment. The only reason I know that is because I heard DA say it. Because our program director didn't bother sending a revised schedule or sending down a fax saying, oh, by the way, John Linder is going to be on for a DA tonight or anything like that. But I'm on top of things, baby. I'm right, I got my thumb right in it. Today is April Fool's Day in a slowed economy. Serious politicking and global turbulence may be driving people to see comic stimulus. Online research into April Tom Foolery is up 40% over last year. In the past seven days, searches have soared 302% for practical jokes as opposed to impractical jokes, 344% for April Fool's jokes, and another 1,564% for April Fool's pranks. It says, this is from, I don't know what this is from, from Yahoo? From Yahoo? Get ready to file the workplace harassment claims. Your sacrosanct place of productivity isn't inviolable. Worker bees are investigating April Fool's office pranks and office pranks. You won't be able to answer a phone call without wondering if you'll hear prank call soundboards. Whatever that means. What does that mean? They have little uh, website, little soundboards of uh, maybe a celebrity making fun of you, saying something stupid. Oh, really? Kind of use that as your, uh, your answers back on a phone call. In the spirit of public service, beware these April fools, it warns here. One, youth means guile. 
Sweet-faced, female preteens prone to uncontrolled giggling should be approached with extreme caution. Uncontrolled giggling. Two, don't trust them when they're older either. Conspiratorial women 35 to 44 make up one out of ten pranksters. However, ladies 45 to 54 are more likely to be into verbal wit than short cheating. Three, biggest gathering of April Fool's depends. Folks most into April Fool's Day hail from Wisconsin. Cheeseheads. Nothing better to do. However, Pennsylvanians led queries into jokes and pranks. Must be all that pre-primary stress. And media conspiracies, Slate has come out with its April Fool self-defense kit, although searches have already been checking out Snopes hoaxes to educate themselves. It's just a bunch of stupid crap, okay? It's just a bunch of nonsense. I don't want to be a party pooper any more than usual, but Jesus Christ, get a freaking life, will you? I have no life. Oh, April Fool, April Fool. <laughs> God, I can't see. One thing I can't handle, silly people. Funny people I love. I love people with a real sense of humor make you laugh. It's worth a billion dollars. But silly people, you know what I mean by that? Oh, yeah. Hate silly. What about you, Chris? Are you into silly? Ah, whatever. <laughs> 684 votes on the survey. The best days of my sex life are... I apologize for this poll, by the way. It's, uh, it could be a lot better, couldn't Who it? Who made the poll? I don't know. Some listener sent it in. I found it in my pile. In fact, it's un, uh, got no name on it. I got it right here. So is the poll silly or funny? In fact, it's from somebody at the title company of Brevard County. Is where the return header is on the facts. The title company of Broward County, of uh, Brevard County. Now, what are you asking? I said, is the poll silly or funny? No, it's just uh, weak. Weak. There's a difference between silly, funny, and just plain weak. How about if we put on there, uh, is there any other choices we could put on there? The best days of my sex life are... No, I don't think there are any other choices. Not really. In the past, 366. In the future, hopefully, 152. In the present, as in like right now, it's great, 109. And I'm asexual, 27. I'm Canadian. I'm not too sexual, eh? Now, those Canadians are pretty horny, I'll tell you that. I, the one thing I've found pretty universal, no matter where you go in the world, a lot of horny people, thank God. You know what I mean? Of course. No matter where you go, that's pretty consistent. It's not like you go to some country and the people are, oh, well, we don't do sex here, you know, just to make a few babies and keep the population alive. That's boring. No. What? That's boring. That would be boring. Oh, now, we didn't find out yesterday. We were asking uh, whether you live in Dade or Broward. Me? Yeah. I live in Broward. In Broward. See, yeah. nobody lives in Dade County except Chris. Yeah, well, you know. I know what? Some of us can't afford to move yet. Why is that? With the kind of money you're making? I'll tell you what. Zach's going to take you to the uh, Hard Rock and make you some money on the chickens. I can't wait. We'll go right after the show. Buck, buck, buck. Hee-haw. That's the name of the game. There's a whole uh, row of them. Now, they're five-cent machines. That's money. But if you want to get... What? Five cents about what I could afford. No, five-cent machines. But if you want the maximum uh, credits, if you want to win the big bucks like I did on, 1,300 bucks, you got to play uh, the maximum, which is 30 times 5, 150. So a buck thing. I'm in. Now, maybe, no, that's a two-cent machine. So it's 150 times 2, so it's three bucks a pull. All right. Can you handle that? I yeah, like, I think so. I like $3 pulls. Yeah, I bet you do. Do you play the penny machine? 
Let, let me say it again. The maximum is three bucks a, a poll. If the, what, are, what are you talking about? You played a penny machine, you cheap bastard. I just didn't know that you went, like, you know, slumming. I like that. You one. are such an a-hole, man. It's just there, there are no words to describe it. Well, you always talk about, oh, I got two dollars. You have no idea what you're talking about. You must be learning from George. No. You have no clue what you're talking about, but you're the expert. That, that's George's area of expertise. I never expertise. said I was an expert. Let me say it again. When you play the maximum, you're playing $3 every time you hit the button. Is that is that something you can afford? Is that is that like the low-balling? Three Maybe bucks a shot? What do you year, want I'm me to play? The $100 slots? Would that make you happy? Yes. That would, that would be interesting. Yeah, no, it would not be interesting. It would be disaster. It would be foolish. Like at Papano, where I played those $5, those two old machines they had there, the Wheel of Fortune. 15 bucks a hit. And they were tighter than a witch's ass, man. They weren't paying a dime. Ouch. Nothing. Not even a cherry. Those slot, and, and I don't know what it is. In the, uh, I'm going to have to get over to Gulfstream real soon because um, they have no real Wheel of Fortune machines at Hard Rock, and the ones at Pompano. Oh my God! They might, they might better instead of having a machine there, just have a hole where you shove your money in it. Just a slot. Just stick your money in here. Nothing's going to happen, but just give us the money. Disgraceful. Not as disgraceful as what they're doing to the horsemen and the racing and the race facility there at Pompano. They're just letting that whole thing go to hell. Nice going there, Ala Capri, you lunatics, man, you maniacs. We should That's... take it over and re rejuvenate. Yeah, redo it. Bring back the good old days, man. Bring back the dead, Stanley Dancer and Del Miller, all those guys, Billy Houghton. Bring back the great drivers from days gone by. Bring back B. Farber. And Joe Marsh Jr., and Tom Wilburn, and Dick McCumber, Sr. Who? Junior. You heard me. You better get with it because you sure don't know you're racing. And I neither don't. does Ala Capri. That's obvious. They don't want nothing. They don't care about it. But that's okay. That's the way it goes. It's like everything else. You know, like here in Ontario, all the all the tracks have slots, all of them. And not just in Ontario, also out in B.C. They got the, like, Fraser Downs. And the purses for the races have gone zooming up as a result of it. And they've done it right, and they've helped the racing tremendously. And, of course, they also pay out. I mean, I, I'll tell you one thing. As much as I bitch about Woodbine, uh, you get more action there in one in one hour than you get in five years in the slots at Pompano, unless you're just wild, blind luck. And you don't have to pay taxes on your big winnings. And you don't have to pay taxes no matter how much you win. That's correct. Very good. Very perspicacious, Mr. Chris. <laughs> With your eight dollar machine. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Pick up Ricky a blow. In his birthday suit. Santa Some love right at the mansion. The gunboats sailing off into oblivion. The gunboats better lock up all ammunition. His wife looked punched 
It's 1048, 12 minutes before 11 at 560 WQM. It's a great Tuesday, man. It's April 1st, April Fool's Day, and Mo is coming back today. It's an April Fool for you. All right. And Zach is going to like sit there and be his uh, sidekick and producer and book some more of those crappy guests that got you canned in the first place. Is that wasn't that what he was pissed off about? Yeah, he said I didn't get him enough uh, big time guests. Big I name guests. Yeah. Except I would call a lot of people up for him and, and get a lot of declines. Click. Is that what would happen? Well, the, remember the first incident with, uh, I guess it was Jimmy Johnson. Uh-huh. When uh, I, I believe he basically brought him on the air and didn't bring him up right away and then just treated him as a normal caller when he brought him up like Jimmy on a mobile. Wow. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I'm telling you, and the agent called me back the next day and was like, Jimmy will not come back on that show. Really? Yep. He wasn't treated with proper respect, Jimmy? Nope. Well, you know, if it was me, I wouldn't even put him on in the first place, even if I was doing a sports show. Why would I want to talk to that jackass? Oh, was he the coach back then? No, he was not. Oh, he was, he was no, no longer the coach. Once yeah, see, see what I mean? He wasn't even the coach. And he did a hell of a job in those four years. Not. Hey, he gave a good to, defense. Talked a big game, man. Talked a big game. Talked a lot of crap, you know. Helped to get Shula canned, the brain stem. He helped to get him uh, pushed out. Kept knocking him and ripping him. And then when he had his own chance, man, he blew it. He stunk. In fact, there's been a long... I'll tell you now, I've already forgotten his name, Scam Cameron, from last year. So quickly we forget. There have been a succession of losers, the likes of which have seldom been seen, coaching that team. Now, who's the new coach? Tony Sperano. Oh, that's right, Tony Soprano, that's right. Now, maybe he can help win some of the games with a little bit of help from his friends, you know what I mean? The Sopranos, they know the right people. Of course. Senator Barack Obama's won the overall delegate race in Texas. They finally got the totals in there. Man, this has taken forever. Thanks to a strong showing in Democratic County conventions held over the past weekend. Obama picked up seven out of nine outstanding delegates, gave him a total of 99 Texas delegates. Uh, Swillery got the other two, giving her a total of 94. So even though she won the popular vote, he gets 99 delegates, she gets 94. Precinct caucuses began immediately after the polls closed on primary night and quickly devolved into chaos in many parts of the state because of an unprecedented turnout of more than a million Democrats. 
The state party was never able to provide complete results from the caucuses, which is why the AP withheld nine delegates. The precinct caucuses elected delegates to about 280 county and state Senate district conventions on Saturday. The AP awarded the remaining delegate counts based on results from Saturday's conventions, showing Obama with about 58% of the vote compared to 42% for Swillery. It's it just, it's so complicated. Nobody can figure it out. And that, that's uh, the party for you, man. It's both these parties. Although the Republicans, they make it simpler. It's easier to fix that way. But with the Democrats, it's, uh, oh, let's have a, con- let, let's have a, uh, popular vote and let's have a caucus and let's do this and let's, uh, do something else and, and uh, lie about it. Seven, uh, 7.15 on our poll, by the way. We got a real shot today at getting that thousand votes. I think so. Oh, and that's because Cortez. Now, Cortez will be back on Friday. Well, Zach's going to be here on Thursday. What's going to happen when they bring in the food? Oh, yeah. I'll be oh, yeah, what? I thought you were on a diet. As long as it's... I'm sure they'll bring something in there. I'm sure they'll bring me something Good. healthy to eat, yes. Like a nice juicy steak. Can you have that? I can have that, yeah. Well, so we, we, have the, uh, we have the menu that um, Duff wants us to look at to suggest some stuff, so... How about a nice chicken Caesar salad for me? Okay. Something like that. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. He was thinking of maybe bringing in a uh, banana split. How about one of the, yeah, I, was, that's, I was just going to say, you took the words out of my mouth. How about one of those big banana splits that they got in the spot? I could look at it. What are they called? No, you, you wouldn't look at it. I would only look it's at it. It's called the big split banana split. Big enough to share, but good enough to eat all by yourself. That's what it says, Zach. I'll eat it under the table. Yeah. Mr. Diet. I wish you all the luck in the world because you need it to stay alive. And I hear Joe ripping the beast and ass all the time and, and under the guise of, well, we're trying to save him. He's a big, fat tub of crap, and he's going to die. Just ripping him an ass. See, that, that just causes fat people. I know fat, believe you me. That causes us to eat more frustration eating. Like last night, I had that bad meal at a restaurant that, you know, it keeps getting worse and worse. I don't know why I even go there. I'd never go there again. It sucked. Until next time. And so when I came back here after we uh, finished, uh, Paco finished his driving lesson last night, and I went to the little uh, Chinese market and got two candy bars. See that? And I'm sick now because of it. I'm not really sick, but I'll pull a Joe Rose. Oh, I'm sick. April Fool. I can't continue. Here's Zach. All right. Welcome to the Neil Rogers Show. Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar. What's her name? A superdelegate holdout from a traditional swing state backed fellow freshman Senator Barack Obama yesterday. While Obama rival Senator Swillery began the presidential campaign with a massive advantage in congressional endorsements, Klobuchar's endorsement now gives Obama a 13 to 11 edge over Clinton among their Democratic Senate colleagues. How do you like that? I believe I have an obligation to try to bring our party together. My nose is running. See, that's because I just sneezed. Uh-oh. Oh. Better catch it. No. I got a hanky here in the drawer for blowing my nose. Oh, or any other kind of emergency. Sure. Mm. There you go. Well, no, the good thing is I just uh, just took my uh, underwear and my hankies out of the dryer. Did you hear the buzzer go off a little while ago? No. I, did. I, did. I just washed and dried these babies, so I got a brand new hanky there to blow my nose in. Well, I think good. it's something important, but it's not. I believe I have an obligation to try to bring our party together, Klobuchar said, adding that continuing to stay silent will be in the words of her 12-year-old daughter. Awkward, Mom. Awkward. Bitch. Clinton maintains a 243 to 212 advantage among superdelegates. 800 or so elected officials. Well, we know what they are. But since Super Tuesday on February 5, Obama's added more than twice as many to his total as she has, 106 to 50. Since March 4, the trend is greater than 3 to 1 for Obama. 
How do you like that? And then it goes on about Michigan and Florida. You people in the media are crazy people. What, what is wrong with you people? Don't you understand? Anybody with a half a brain who isn't just a shill for Solary knows they agreed that those votes weren't going to count. The party said, hey, guess what? If you, if you run your primaries ahead of the uh, dates that we told you, if you try to run them early, we're not going to see your delegates, period. And everybody said, oh, okay, we won't campaign in those states. Only Swillery showed up in Florida, by the way. And only Swillery and little Dennis Kucinich had their names on the ballot of Democrats in Michigan. Everybody else pulled their names off the ballot, Edwards, Obama, etc. But not Swillery. And now they're saying, oh, well, we want those delegates. Those elections are supposed to count. Right. Now, the superdelegates can do whatever they want. That is correct. That's why. I don't understand. But, of course, the, uh, the, the so-called uh, conventional wisdom is that they're not going to go against the will of the majority of the voters. Yeah, okay. Of the regular delegates, the, the popular vote and the delegate count. Then why even have them? Why have them? Who the hell knows? You're asking me? Yeah, I know. To try to confuse the thing, so that oh, all these old trolls like Jimmy Carter and Walter Mondale, all these other uh, political hacks, so that they can have a, a vote in deciding. So that it gives them another chance to, uh, you know, say, screw you, voters, we don't care what you voted for, this is what we're going to do. Because we're big shots. And we know how to lose an election better than anybody else. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Wah, wah, wah. Any questions? I'm in some trouble and the feds have proof. The wiretapping has exposed the truth. It's 1101 at 560 WQAM. April Fool's Day. No fooling on this show, man. We're as serious as a heart attack. We're not going to be farting around on this show. Certainly no farts. No way. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that would be a good April Fool to come on and say, we're going to play all the fart sounds all day today. Hey, what no fart sounds day? anymore. Ain't no fart sound I can anymore. Play a that. Yeah, just a little. No more. There's no more Carl Rove. What's that thing called? No fart sounds? Ain't no fart sounds, I think. No. It's called no fart sounds, mister. Ain't no parts anymore. Anymore. Any That's it. It's about as much as we can play because we've been, uh, you know, we've been uh, trained and cured and uh, horse whipped and all that other crap. It just, it just ain't what it used to be. That's uh, the whole deal. Just like the business. The business sucks. I was telling that to Norma yesterday. You know, this, uh, this whole radio thing. It's not what it used to be. You know what I mean by that? Oh yeah. All the people with their iPods and with their. Um, they got music coming out of their fingers. They got music coming out of their ass. Rectum. They got talk shows coming out of their out of their armpits. Yeah, we're not to play, We're not allowed to play the uh, music out of their ass anymore, though. 
Why not? Oh, that's right. Oh, that's I forgot about that. Depending on what kind of music it is. You know, yesterday I should have had this story, but I saved it. Well, I didn't save it, but I didn't find it until yesterday after the show. <coughs> because they lied. They, they lied like crazy about this crap about the uh, Rascal House closing April 7th. Maybe that was an April Fool also because they closed Sunday night. Now, did Zach ever eat at the Rascal House? I have, yes. And? I liked it. Hey, have, you ever eaten, have you ever eaten anywhere that you didn't like it? I anywhere. Don't like, I don't like any seafood places. I don't. No, that's because you don't like seafood, but yeah. I'm talking about any restaurant that you went to. Have you ever eaten in a restaurant and you didn't like the food? Probably Ever. not. No, no. No, see? Yeah. This is a guy, all he cares about is food. It, it doesn't make any difference what it is, whether it's good, whether it's made with quality ingredients, with tender love and care by the chef. It just, you know, just put a bunch of crap in front of him, man. He loves it. As long as it's a lot of crap, big portion. Yeah, that's right, like that uh, horrible place, like that Grand Lux Cafe. Mm. I'm, I'm telling you, man, their appetizers, the soup's good. Everything else, feh, as they say in Tibet. Fe. Anyway, how do you spell that? F e h exclamation point, or just Oy. like that. Well, a lot of faxes here. This one's a um, ad fax. Pladium. Let Pladium host your next group event, or we can bring the fun to you. Pladium. Watch every birthday party there. What? Watch every next birthday party there. Birthday party for who? For me? I'm having a birthday party? You mean for Taco Paco? No, for you. I don't have birthday parties. When you get to be a doddering old fool, you don't You don't have no birthday party. Why not? I, I didn't even get any balloons from the people there on my birthday, much less any kind of a party. Maybe they couldn't pass customs. Hold the schmaltz, it says. This is in the Herald. Death of a deli, rascal house closing for good. Hold the schmaltz. I wonder what the Goyim thought about that, huh? Just like the Goyim who listened to this show. What are all these Jew words he's talking about? They don't understand. Too bad. That's our revenge. That's how we get even with all the Goyim. We use words that they don't understand. What's he talking about? It's code, man. It's like a private club. Hold the small. It's another piece of Northeast Dade's fading history is slipping away. That's a great line. Andres Americaner. Well, what kind of a fake name is that? Andres Americaner, Ishbinan Berliner, Ishbinan Americaner. What is that? Come on, you fakers at the Herald there. Nothing worse than a fake name. Hey, oh, God. Believe me, I know fake names. For a cast of Rascal House regulars, the end will come Sunday night. Which Now, when was this written? Oh, this was last Saturday, over the weekend. So we're not too far behind, right? No. Yeah. No, yeah. No. Yeah. When the Hallow Deli in Sunny Isles Beach closes its doors for good. Gone will be the red vinyl boots, and once they're gone, they're gone. The fabled corned beef sandwiches and stuffed cabbage, the cartoonish devil smiling impishly above the tattered green awning. I'm not saying that the food was bad; it was it was okay, it was edible. I liked the breakfast when they used to bring out a whole bunch of stuff for you before you even ordered. The breads, the dessert, everything in the in the beginning it was great. <laughs> I loved it. I'm gonna miss that. You are such a chazer, man. It's, it's just unbelievable. You really are. I used to work at the strip club down the street from that. I was a bouncer at the strip club, and I used to go there at 6 o'clock. What club was that? The Dollhouse on Sunny Isles. And I used to go from there on Saturday well, night. What is that? What is the The Dollhouse, or do you hear a noise? No, what is that sound? It's not coming from us. That's you. 
Where the hell is that coming from? I don't know. I can hear something, but it's not. A, we're not sending anything to you. Is something blowing up in here now, or what? I don't know. Hold on a second. Let me talk about the dollhouse, the dollhouse, and I'm going to go step around the other side of this uh, counter here and see where that's coming from. Well, the dollhouse what is in Sunny Isles, and uh, I used to go there after work, Chris, on Saturday nights. I used to work till about 7 a.m., and then on Sunday morning at 7 a.m. after I would get off in my black suit and my black shirt and my black shoes, I'd go and I'd sit and have a bagel at the Rascal House. So you had to wear a suit? I wore Someplace? a black black pants, a black suit jacket, a black T-shirt, black shoes, and slicked back my hair. I used to come in here on Friday mornings to work Joe Rose's show when uh, he filled in for Pharrell when Pharrell left. Oh. And I used to come in here white as a ghost from being at the strip club from 8 p.m. till 6.30 a.m. Wow. And then Joe's show would start at 8. Now, isn't Sunny Isles kind of like a retirement, old people kind of an area? Yeah, sort of. So what kind of uh, clientele were they getting? Uh, lots. <laughs> lots of, like, uh, I mean, younger crowd. Oh, okay. There were some older regulars that would come in and would know everybody's name. Which lots of alter cockers. Yeah, lots of, but they knew everyone's name. I'll tell you what that was. What was that? What do you call those things that they're like a power supply? So power when supply. The power oh, your battery back up? Like that. So I unplugged it, and I plugged it back in, and it uh, stopped with that beep, beep, beep. You could hear it, couldn't you? Yeah. yeah. That was annoying as hell. What the hell's going on here? That must be another April Fool's joke. Oh, yeah. Okay, so anyway, you were working at this uh, strip club. What were you doing there? I was, a, I was the, like, bouncer and the door guy. I would check IDs, and then I would walk the ladies at the end of the night to their cars so no uh, weirdos would... Uh, I but, see. And Other then, than you. Have you ever bounced any of those altar cockers out of there? I had to bounce a couple of the gentlemen out of the club for acting Gentlemen? Up. Yeah. I called them gentlemen. Some of them were not. They acted up. They would do something stupid inside the club, and then I would escort them headfirst out of the door. Really? Yep. And we actually had a guy that worked there who was, his name was Mad Dog, which was Well, oh, there's so many Mad Dogs and Little yeah. Dogs and Big Dogs and Crazy Dogs and... All of that. But that was my spot after the Saturday night. We'd work till about 6.30 in the, the morning. The mad dog or the angry puppy. Yeah. <laughs> At 7 o'clock in the morning, I'd go straight to the rascal house for breakfast. See that? You, you, can't, you can't even keep a straight face when you hear that voice. I can't. Just, seriously. Just, I don't think uh, anybody can. You know how much I'm missing the, the machine here with the Howard David noises on it to the left of me? I mean, if the 360 is not there, is George ever going to bring it back, or is he just going to keep it at home? Maybe I think he's keeping it at home, home doing his own show. Let me see if the light ever came back on that thing that I plugged in. It's a good thing that uh, we don't need that. I hope so, yeah. Hope you don't understand. Yeah, everything off. is copacetic. Boy, leave it to me, man. I'm, I'm uh, your own engineer. Absolutely. You have to be when you work for this joint. Oh, we don't want to pay the engineer to come there again, Neil. You figure it out. Right. Just plug it back in. I did. I unplugged it because I could hear it was coming from uh, that thing there, from the computer on the floor or whatever that, uh, I don't know what that thing is. It's a battery backup is all it is. Well, it was beeping, baby. Maybe, maybe there was a power glitch for a second or two, you think? Maybe. No. Anyway, rising in its place of the Rascal House will be an Epicure Gourmet Market, which the restaurant's owners believe will better cater to the residents of the new Northeast Dade with its luxury hotels and canyons of high-rise condos. Oi! I guess this is progress, said 66-year-old Sybil Weinstein, who rides the bus from Miami Beach twice a week for breakfast. That's the way life is, right? Uh -huh. Now, did they also bring in, like, the basket of rolls, like the Danish and all the other good stuff that at breakfast That was my favorite time? part, yeah. They'd bring in all really? that stuff for you in the morning. You'd have that. You'd have, I'd order a bagel and an orange juice, and I'd walk out of there with two bags full of stuff. Oh, you're the one. 
Oh, I was that guy. You're the kind of guy that puts all the delis out of business, steals the, all the bread and the silverware and the sweet and low. Whatever was for free, I bagged up and left. The last of the old-school New York-style delis specializing in hearty Jewish fare was built by Wolfie Cohen in 1954. A seemingly eternal staple of Collins Avenue and 172nd Street, outliving legendary delis like Pumpernick's, Wolfie's, and Corky's, and the uh, Carnegie Deli, which wasn't around that long. It thrived for decades. Hungry diners lined up around the building. We called Michael Sheck, 69, an Aventura retiree, who first visited the restaurant in 1956 when he was only 17 years old. You couldn't get in. You had to wait, Sheck said. I was told this was the busiest restaurant in the world. You believe that? It was always busy at 7 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Lots of Busy milk. it was, and for good reason. It wasn't just the oversized portions, the no-nonsense waitresses of the comforting ambiance like the framed poster of Jackie Gleason, the fading black-and-white photos of the beach and wooden counter where the familiar faces gathered day after day. What most diners yearned for were the heaps of food. See, that's why Zach went there. They gave big, gigantic portions, enough for a small family, or a enough rhino. for a big family. They were handed out with every meal. Rolls, pickles, muffins, and in past years, coffee cakes, and an assortment of pastries, including five different types of danishes. Mm. I'm going to go, go on about this for hours. I love it. Why? Because I'm, I'm going to miss that It wasn't. Place. It was, uh, you know, a state of mind. The Rascal House was a state of mind. Well, I was in that state of mind. <laughs> you're, you're always in that state of mind. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The Sports Leader. Wonderful. WQAM 560. <coughs> Is this on? Um, hi, I'm Rose Fold, your program director for Super Talk. If you're wondering why you can't hear Rick and Suds anymore, well, we decided to buy out the remainder of their contract in order to provide you with more of, well, what we consider to be uh, brilliant feats of radio programming, uh, bringing radio to dizzying heights. And I hope you'll uh, join me in welcoming this latest addition to Super Talk. Thank you. It's the Scoogin's Good Time Hour. And here's your host, Joyce Kaufman. Oh, hello, my darlings, and welcome to the Scoogin's Good Time Hour, where we will buy your calls with such wonderful gifts and prizes you'll fill with joy. Like this lovely 1989 Mercury Marquee, and it's painted white, which, of course, everybody knows that makes it cooler. And when I come back, I'll be happy to tell you all about our free coupon giveaway for Dr. Schleuming's House of Enemas. Well, those were the days, weren't they? 1117 at 560 WQM. Happy April Fool's Day. No fooling around here today, man. We're as serious as a heart attack. And that's what you're going to have if you keep eating all that uh, deli. Let me, oh, and let me recommend you very uh, highly, since you asked me where you should go to gamble. Yeah. Don't gamble at Pompano in the uh, slots, but go there for a Myron's Deli. Good stuff. Great dill pickles. They got the real kosher dills and the best cheese blintzes I ever had in my life. Or some of the best. Very good. Great pastrami. What's not to like? Myron's Deli, since you like that kind of stuff. Well, that's right. You can't go now. Well, I can eat some things there. Not everything, though. Like what? What, what can you eat on this thing you're on? Basically... Chicken, steak, I can eat everything. It's just, you know, the portions. I can't have, I can't go and have the normal portions I like to eat at restaurants. I have to. Like the family size. Yeah, I can't do the, the, the for two portions anymore. Anyway, Michael Sheck says, I was told this was the busiest restaurant in the world, meaning the Rascal House. Busy it was. Oh, and it goes on. I read that. Visitors included celebrities like Clark Gable and Judy Garland. And there's those sirens again. Can you hear them? Man, they're wild today. 
What you do you do? The restaurant's work continued through the years. Last January, for example, Rudy Giuliani stopped by for a cup of coffee and some cereal as part of his unsuccessful presidential bid. He didn't learn from uh, West, Wesley Clark that going to the deli doesn't get the job done. That's what Rudy did. He got a lot of deli, a lot of bad indigestion, and then he did, uh, dropped out. In 1996, Wolfie Cohen sold this restaurant to the Starkman family, Father Isaac and brothers Guy and Jason, which runs Jerry's Famous Deli. The L.A.-based company was looking to expand after going public, and the Rascal House was a good fit, Jason Starkman said. Now, Jerry's Famous Deli, is that a local or is that uh, in L.A.? I'm not no sure. Idea. I think there's a Jerry's Famous Deli at Atlantis in the Bahamas, in, that, in the hotel. Wolfie created something really special here, Starkman said. We never brought this place with an intention to ever shut it down. But things are different now. A combination of changing demographics of the area, younger residents... More South American and European tourists who look at Delhi and they go, Feh! And an upscale development boom in the city and neighboring Aventura started to cut down on demand. Prices climbed and the baskets of pre-baked goods got more meager, said Mika Goldstein, 45, the youngest face among the breakfast crowd. Man, oh man, remembers Goldstein. I wonder if he's kin to, uh, Goldie Goldstein. Micah Goldstein. A children's entertainer from Miami Beach known to the other habitués as Ziggy. That's when he knew the end was coming. What does that mean? In late 2006, the Starkmans revealed a plan to turn the restaurant into a 15-story tower that would include an epicure market, an office space, and condos. Since then, the housing market slowed down has forced them to scrap everything but the epicure. Condos are still a possibility down the road. Down the road with a heavy load. That's what I've been told. The restaurant will be gutted, but the epicure will keep the original kitchen and a few of the beloved recipes. It will also retain 35 of the restaurant's 100 employees who were offered the opportunity to stay with the epicure or relocate to Jerry's Famous Deli in Miami Beach. There's the answer for you. You haven't been to Jerry's Famous Deli on the beach? I actually think I was. I'm not sure. I think it's down, down in South Beach. It's, it's good. It's a, it's a very popular like deli slash restaurant down there in South Beach. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing a commercial for him. Yeah. Go ahead. Go right ahead. No, what I'm doing right you, now you, is... You work with Mr. Live Spot. Do a live spot. I'm staring at the Rascal House menu. I'm looking for Where did you right get now. that? I saw it online. I mean, you went online to get it. I thought maybe somebody brought one in like oh, a souvenir. No. no way. I'm staring at it and looking at all the things I used to love to eat. Which is Most of the Rascal House decor will go to the city of Sunny Isles Beach, which has taken to preserving the vestiges of its old identity. Some special requests will be honored, like the group of longtime diners who asked Darkman to carve out their corner booth. Countless groups of friends have met at the restaurant through the years. Sheck, for example, regularly eats with Norman Lipoff, 71, of Coconut Grove, and Kenny Schwartz, 81, of Hollywood. Oi! Oh, there are more sirens, man. They're going Ape Schmidt. You hear it? Oh, yeah. They ride their bicycles and meet at 9.30 a.m. sharp. Lipoff loves the lox, eggs, and onion. Schwartz sticks to the oatmeal. Sheck says he's got a weakness for the cheesecake. It's not going to be easy to replace this, said Lipoff, who's been eating at the restaurant for more than 30. About 30, man. Count them, more than 30 years. Since 1954, the restaurant estimates it sold about 60 million meals. Zach didn't have all of them, by the way, including 12 million corned beef sandwiches and 6.7 million pieces of stuffed cabbage. I do like stuffed cabbage if it's good. If it's bad, fair. 
Prices have kept up more than kept up with the times. In 1973, a corned beef sandwich was a buck ninety-five. Today, it costs fourteen seventy-five. Even so, the restaurant barely breaks even. Even Starkman said fourteen seventy-five for a corned beef sandwich. How do you like that? I better come with a small TV with it. You're in damn, and they're not going to give you any change to go uh, gamble, plunge your guts out of the casino. Forget it. The new Epicure will be ready by early September, Starkman said. Parking spots out front will be converted into a patio for outdoor eating with 40 tables. The 25,000-square-foot interior may include a small cafe or breakfast spot sporting the Rascal House name, but certainly not a full-scale restaurant. The company also owns the Wolfies and Pumpernick brands and may one day reopen one of those uh, delis, he said. Wouldn't that be something? I'd come down for that. Not. You know you would. I'd come down to steal a silver. I'm old enough to do that. Now I'm going to steal all the sweet and low and the silverware and the baskets and the tisket and the tasket. And then you get arrested by the uh, Miami police. Good. The property itself will go through a pause, but the heart will still keep beating, Starkman said. Many lives will be changed by the closing, but perhaps none as much as Lorraine Willows. Willow 53 is a white-haired, tough-as-nails waitress who has served at the restaurant for 22 years. There's a picture of her uh, with this story in the Herald. With tears in her eyes. She was wiping away tears. Oh. She met her husband at the Rascal House. She's memorized everybody's name and preferences. George Melnick. I wonder if she knows the governor's preferences. George Melnick, she said, is not supposed to eat eggs, but he tries to order them every now and then. She knows which of her customers will come on Monday morning, stay home, and cook for themselves. But ask her how she feels about the restaurant closing and the regulars moving on, and she's at a loss. Her eyes well up with tears as she covers her face and walks away. Then she's back, composed, and has an answer. They'll still remember me, and that's what counts, she said. Isn't that great? They're still going to remember her. Oh, yeah. Lorraine. Well, good luck to you, Lorraine. I, I just, I don't understand it. I, I've never been able to understand. Like the Forge. There are places that are a state of mind. The Forge with those microwaved potatoes. Oh, my God. But nevertheless, you know. If you know the right people, if uh, like uh, the other place that I've never been able to understand, I've never eaten there. Is the lobster place there? What the hell is it on south, on the beach? Joe Stone Crabs? Joe Stone Crabs. I said lobster. Well, it's a crabby place. That's a good poll question. Would you rather eat in a crappy place or a crabby place where they help us crabby? Depends on the portions. That's one of the reasons that a lot of these delis went out of business because, and I always used to say it's like a chicken and the egg thing. Which came first? Were the, were the uh, people that worked there sour and hostile and nasty first, or did they become that way because of the clientele that created the hostility? I'm sure it was the clientele. Nobody starts out that hostile and, ah, what, what do you want from me already? What do you want? Ah, I'm getting out of here. i got to get out of here. That was a Wolfie's regular man. You see the waitress tear off the apron, heave it back at the counter, and run out the door. I saw that twice over the years. Over Maybe the it was million you. Years. What? Maybe it was you. No, they weren't waiting on me, okay, schmuck. Putz. 26 past 11 at 560 WQM. Neil's half right. That's the wrong spot. Isn't it? Uh -huh. That's the wrong spot. I'm, I'm doing the Neil's half price deal. Something to keep in mind, though, for Thursday, Lucille's. And I'm sure that Zach will come, uh, even though he's not working. Oh, yeah, you are yeah, working. Yeah, oh, That's here. right. Like I said, asked for that's Thursday. probably why you set that up that way. Cortisol, right. he'll stick his nose in there. He's another real schnorr. I'm going to lock the door. Let me tell you right now about a company I've used in my house for years and years, Alternative Termite Management, or for short, ATM. Their service is special because they can treat your home without tents, so you don't have to vacate and embarrass yourself in front of the whole neighborhood. 
They're Formosan termite specialists and provide the latest proven, least toxic methods available for termite and pest control. In fact, ATM has just received the Emerald Award for Broward given to environmentally sound businesses that help protect the environment. Call Stephen Page at Alternative Termite Management at 1-800-240-2653 and have him do a free inspection for you. They'll do the job and do it right. I guarantee you that. They also specialize in multi-units and condos. ATM's methods control and prevent reinfestations naturally. Call Alternative Termite Management for proven, safe, cost-effective, and hassle-free termite control. I guarantee just like me, you'll be happy you made the call. 1-800-240-2653. That's Alternative Termite Management. 1-800-240-2653. Or online, just go to termitecompanies.com. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. I'm Sal. And I'm Harry. Here to tell you about our special place. Just a short little drive. From New York is the Pocano. Let's go. That's where I want to go. To get away from it all. Where is that? In the Poconos. Eat the filter fish. I love that stuff. Play shuffleboard if you wish. I got a nine. Go for Saturday brunch. Or pile the food on top of your dish. I hope it's kosher. In the Poconos, Sky Top and Buck Hill, Camelback and Bush Hill, Bonelli and Shawnee. There's even Mickey Rooney. I know. Split Rock and Cresco. Oh, green, let's go pumpkin in the Poconos. We'll have some lunch and then we'll see a show with Tony Orlando. In the Poconos, get a hot shake towel. You pour the champagne. Sit by the pool and act like a schlub. Let's get the chicks. You can meet a nice girl over by the exercise club. Hey, Judy, over here. In the Poconos, Sky Top and Buck Hill, Camelback and Bush Hill, Bobelli and Shawnee. Don't forget Mickey Rooney. Split Rock and Cresco. Booby, let's go poking in the Poconos. We'll have some lunch and then we'll see a show with Tony Orlando. In the Poconos. Let's go. Did you forget your uh, teeth this morning? I know. Morning? I got my teeth in a little bag with the water and everything. 11.32 at 560 WQM, and somebody faxes me. It says, hey, Neil, even the New York Times had an article on a rascal house this morning. How do you like that? You don't think it's because there's three million Jews in New York that they had an article on a rascal house, do you? No. no. Of course not. A Delhi destination, now a pastrami-scented memory is the headline by Damon Damien Cave. Sunny Isles Beach, Florida. Elaine Rothman could hardly believe her eyes. Two construction workers tearing up. Oh, tearing up. I see. They were tearing and they were tearing. Tearing up on a rascal house's old red booths. The kitchen of her favorite deli being drilled to pieces. It was almost too much for a Nazi young lady in a hot pink T-shirt to take. People used to come here and have vacations and eat, Mrs. Rothman said, staring at a fresh set of condominium towers across Collins Avenue and 172nd Street. Now it's all big money, honey. You know what I'm talking about? Jason Starkman knew he and his family were the culprits. The rascal, some might say, who decided that after 54 years, Rascal House had to close. <coughs> and like a patient rabbi, he listened to Mrs. Rothman quietly nodding, smiling, familiar with her complaints. After owning the restaurant for 11 years, he knew that all the kibitzing was just a form of saying goodbye. Goodbye! 
We love it ourselves, he said. We waited until the last possible moment. As it turns out, Mrs. Rothman's assessment was just about right. The area where Wolfie Cohn opened Rascal House and his other long-gone deli restaurants is indeed a world away from its past. Rascal House's reliable customer base, made up mainly of Jewish New Yorkers who came here for the winter, has been shrinking for decades. He ran in Miami Beach a few miles south. Roughly two-thirds of residents speak a language other than English at home, according to the 2000 census, and the younger newcomers, often from South America and Europe, have proved far less interest in items like pastrami or potato pancakes, latkes as we call them in Tibet. How do you like that? See, just like the original uh, famous on the South Beach. Same thing. Oh, now it's a Cuban uh, deli. It's a Cuban, uh, yeah, like that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. What are you saying? Wouldn't you think the Cubans would like deli if they had any good taste? Come on now. All you Julios. Now, what would you rather have, a medianoche or a nice pastrami and corn, or corned beef sandwich? Potato pancake. Yeah, potato latkes, right. With some applesauce. Or sour cream. Stir in a shrinking economy, and you have what Mr. Starkman calls a need for newer stuff. He said he plans to open a second branch of Epicure, a gourmet market. We know that. By September. Mrs. Rothman seems unimpressed. Epicure, I love the food, don't get me wrong, she said, but this place, you can't replace it. Oy vey. On Sunday night, the final corned beef rolled out of the Rascal House kitchen. The last supper, as some patrons called it, brought a burst of lines and long waits, reminiscent of the restaurant's heyday. Yeah, they, when you stood online, didn't they used to bring you out the dill pickles while you were waiting online? I never really stayed in line. I was always there too early. Monday felt more like a funeral, it says. Mrs. Rothman was one of dozens who stopped by to stare in the windows through cupped hands or buy some small piece of the restaurant they loved. Demolition had begun. The city had selected a booth and decorations to keep for posterity. Half a dozen workers moved furniture, cut through equipment, and discussed who would get the TVs. The red counter stools were empty. Live plastic menus sold for 25 bucks each. See, we could have had a real menu, not just online, for 25 bucks. Chris could afford that. Um, yeah, maybe. Platters once full of food cost five bucks. Empty platters. Remember the platters with Tony Williams? Oh, yeah. The restaurant's more famous items were priced like antiques. That large photo of Jackie Gleason, young, arms wide, smiling on Miami Beach. It cost 2500 bucks according to the tag. The restaurant's interior signs with the Rascal logo ran too high for Mrs. Rothman's budget at five grand apiece. She said she hoped to pay 500 bucks. You should live so long, honey. Ken Joy, 70, a law professor in Buffalo who always ordered the corned beef, said he was deciding whether to buy a board with a Damon Runyon quotation. As I see it, there are two kinds of people in this world, people who love delis and people you shouldn't associate with. It was 250 bucks, even though the it had fallen off. <laughs> Watch it when the it hits the fan, baby. This was the place that as soon as we got off the plane, we'd come here, Mr. Joy said. I probably ate here three times in the last four days. His face was sunburned. He was carrying a black-and-white plastic sign for parties of two, harking back to a time when waits for a table could last hours. At 50 bucks, he figured it was a good deal. Such a deal! His wife, Rita, 71, had already bought a few pictures and several platters. She said it would give many of the items to their son or other relatives. That seemed to be the trend. Those who came back on Monday seemed to be searching for more than knickknacks. Many were buying for relatives parts of fond Rascal House memories, long dinners, countless cups of coffee, the buzz of a restaurant that smells awake and alive at sunup. Mrs. Rothman, who was buying for her brother-in-law, Richie Weinstein, remembered happily waiting more than an hour for her party of ten relatives to be seated. Mrs. Joyce said there were too many memories to count. To me, it's saying goodbye to my parents and my uncle's generation, she said. They're the ones who brought us here. 
And on Monday, there seemed to be no going back. Mr. Starkman said he would recreate some rascal house items at the gourmet market, but that the local palate had to move on. They had moved on. Whatever that means. Moveon.org. Indeed, at one point, a man in a flower shirt asked Mr. Starkman a simple question. So is there any place to get something to eat around here? Mr. Starkman smiled and asked, You like Peruvian food? Schmendrick, you like Peruvian food? What is that? What is Peruvian food? I uh, don't really know, personally. Zach? Can't answer that question, either. Surprising, but I can't answer. And then, and I didn't even know that there was such a thing. I mean, obviously, every country's got its local cuisine, but Peruvian food? Would it be different from, like, Paraguayan food or, like, Guatemalan or Nicaraguan or like that? I guess they have some of their own uh, specific delicacies. Yeah, right. Like like lima beans. Mm-hmm. There's Swillery. She's stumping in Philadelphia. Look, I know there will be hurdles and setbacks between now and November. Oh, yeah. Give, give up the ghost, honey. It's all over. Get the message already. You're a little slow on the uptake. And tell your husband we used to like him a lot. Used to. 770 votes on the uh, survey. The best days of my sex life are. we got to get over 800 by the top of the hour. It's not going to happen. You're not going to make your 1,000. I'm telling no, you right now. it's going to happen. Don't worry. I'm telling you right now it's not going to happen. Am I right, Chris? It's not going to happen unless we get well over 800 by the top of the hour, which means we're going to do it. 30 votes in 21 minutes. You should live so long you're going to do it. We're going to do there's it. A, there's a better chance of the Rascal House reopening and, and catering a special meal for you guys than there is of us getting 1,000 votes on a survey. And it's not even a poll. It's just a freaking survey. Oh, didn't you hear what? They're coming in tomorrow. Yeah, right. Zach better not be hopping up a lot of uh, chazerai on Thursday, let me tell you right now. You better stick to your uh, thing. Oh, I will. Don't worry. Maybe that guy will bring the uh, guy from the other, the uh, Balance for Life guy, bring in some more baba ganoush. The best days of my, my sex life are in the past, 431. You better believe that. Unless there's a big surprise waiting, or even like a medium-sized surprise would be good. In the future, hopefully, 187. In the present, like right this minute, and it's great, 121. And I'm asexual, 31. In other words, forget about it. Biggest names. The best talent. Shut up, Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Anybody have a heart or a liver? Why open it with that? That. Because it's funny. It um, makes it sound like we do the show in front of a live audience, like funny, and it's like uh, real, like, Joey Reynolds-like stuff. <laughs> well, I didn't say nothing to you. Yet. Uh, everybody's out sick today. Today. Um, Neil is sick. He's not sick. He's in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Toronto. Yeah. That's sick. <laughs> you messing with God. God. Oh, time for my log. Oh. No, man, I'm not those drunk. You guys, I'm a little bit uh, more uh, downbeat, uh, sad. Uh... Yeah, that's a little bit better. Better. <laughs> what are you sad about? We don't wrap our entire show around the heat. I mean, uh, let's face it, they suck. Suck. All I got left to talk about is a little bit of the stats now. Stats. Well, if it makes you feel any better, heat spelled sideways is hate. Can I tell you something? Something. What? I don't even like basketball. Basketball. Uh, is that a monster? Monster. Would that be a monster? 
Hey, if you like that, you'll hear lots more with that between 2 and 4 this afternoon. Unless they're making the change already that uh, Zach keeps rumoring around the building. Uh, what rumor is that? This is the rumor about the new 2 to 4 host, whoever that might be. Oh. Well, you must uh, have some scuttlebutt. You uh, keep your ear to the grindstone. I try not to. Yeah, you do. Come on, let's hear it. I got nothing for you. You don't hear anything Joe's about out that? Today. Joe is out today. <laughs> Joe was out today. Well, that's unusual. Authorities in Tampa are working to keep traffic moving as dozens of truckers lined up to protest the rising cost of fuel. Thanks a lot, Mr. President, for those low gas prices and for that great American dollar and for the swell economy and for the depression and all the dead people and all the butchered uh, soldiers. Police said they're working to keep traffic moving near the port of Tampa where the big rigs are gathered. It's all happening along 22nd Street near the causeway at McKay Bay. Oh, look at that. The Dow is up 252 point. Hallelujah. Happy days are here again. Where's Herbert Heber when we need him? Bad. Who? Hubert Hoover. Huh? Diesel prices are nearing 4 bucks a gallon, which is putting the squeeze on truck drivers. They said they're fed up on Monday and plan to fight back. Independent trucker Rui Oliveira said he's worried about the high price of diesel, that it may run him out of business. If it goes up another 50 cents a gallon, I'll have to park. I'll have no choice, he said. I don't work for free. I'll go find a janitorial job for a little bit. He'll go scrub toilets before paying that kind of price to drive. After 11 years behind the wheel, it's the first time he's considered stopping. If there's a strike, I'll have to honor it, obviously, he said. If we don't stick together, it's getting harder and harder, he said. Diesel prices are hovering around 4 bucks a gallon, forcing truckers to spend 600 to $700 or more to fill up one tank. How do you like that? Not good. It's hurting a lot of companies. People are struggling. You hear them talking on the radio. Not just trucking. Everybody's feeding the pinch, trucker, Wayne Calvert said. Thank you, Mr. President, for those low gas prices. You bastard, you butcher, you murderer, you lunatic. Many drivers said they believe the strike will happen. It has to. The guys, the owner-operators, I know they can't afford to keep running like this. It's killing them, Calvert said. Others, like 35-year veteran Gary Birch, disagree. Since the one in the early 70s until now, every time they threaten to shut down, it never works, he said. The strike was slated to begin at midnight Monday, run through April 5. Truckers promised it would make an impact. As part of the planned protest, truckers said they plan to either park their rigs, go 45 miles an hour on highways, or post protest signs on their trucks. There are no reports of traffic trouble spots around Orlando this morning so far. But you never know. Yeah, that'll, that really does it when they you know, have those convoys and they slow down to like 40 miles an hour on a highway. Just to piss everybody else off. Why take it out on the rest of the people and waste uh, so they can waste more of their gas? While they're sitting there all lined up, uh, getting all burned up and pissed off. What's the, what's the point of that? Taking it out on poor uh, Joe Schmuck out there, right? Exactly. Yep. Like that's going to change something? Like a Bush and his Saudi buddies are going to all of a sudden say, Oh, we'll drop it to 375. Is that any better? Can you get it up to 50? Yeah, 50 bucks a gallon. That's what's coming. Thank you so much, Mr. Presidente, you lunatic. Let's take a look and see how that dollar is doing. Luckily for me, oh, look at that oil. What a bargain. Only 101.19. cents. Uh, All right. 101 bucks a barrel, baby. Let's go out and roll out the barrel. The loony, though, is 97.39. It's under a buck. Thank you for that. The euro is 156 and 11 hundredths, thousands, whatever it is. Boy, I'm going to tell you, man, it's something, there's a real stench coming from that White House, a real smell. Bad. 
So you're not going to tell us about uh, the two to four slot, huh? Maybe maybe Zach's working out for that for himself. Sure. It's a rumor I'm hearing. That's what I'm starting. It's April Fool's Day, baby. Oh, then I guess I'm getting the show if it's April Fool's Day. Zach and Mark Eisenberg are going to be on two to four every day. Howard Davis is the producer. Yeah, and, and Mo can book you some stiff guests like oh, Jimmy Johnson. I love that. So what other guests did you book that uh, pissed, that he pissed off? We just had a lot of guests that were one and dones that would come on once, and the next time they wouldn't <laughs> call me back. back. Yeah. Well, what was the reason for that, as if I have to ask? Uh, I think you answered that yourself. They didn't like Mo. Is that what you're trying to tell me? They didn't like Mo. They wanted to be on no Mo with Mo. Is that what you're trying to tell me? It's possible. Well, what did he do? Or their phones were disconnected. Or change their what they do and the passion that they have for their teams is different from every place else. And mostly it's because most Toronto sports fans have never set foot outside of Toronto. Otherwise, they realize that sports fans everywhere are just about exactly the same. Other than to say that the ones that come to the stadium obviously have way more money than they probably should have. Well, there you go. That's Bob McCown. I told you yesterday he's a great broadcaster. One of the few people I'd put in that category because this business has gone in the toilet. For years and years, it's beginning worse and worse and worse. And a few companies bought off every damn station, and they put on a bunch of syndicated garbage. That's why you people ought to be kissing the radio that I'm on here right now. I'm 150 years old, and I'm still plugging away. I'm still making sounds with my mouth. That's right. Kiss it, like Bubba would say. Kiss it. And in my case, if you can find it, kiss it. Well, we're, we're approaching the 800 mark on that poll, but you know something? I'm real leery about your thousand today, Chris. I think we're going to do it. Real, real tourists. We need 1.6 a minute. That's fine. We need what? 1.6 a minute. 796 votes on the survey. It's not even a poll. It's a survey, for Christ's sakes. Where is everybody? They must be listening to all those new sports stations. They're on spring break. It. What? They're out on spring break. Is that it? Our audience is on spring break. You should live so long. Well, our they're, they're running around with their kids. Our audience is in mourning at the Rascal House. No, they're running around with their kids on spring break. They're on I, Sunny Isles Beach I'm lighting yourside candles for the Rascal House. I'll light Oi, one right what now. are we going to do now, Sal? 796. It's uh, yeah, still sitting there. So I was hoping we'd get to 800 at least by the top of the hour. I think it's Eric holding it. Yeah, Eric's got his foot on that break again. Give us a break, Eric. You know, there's something that you don't know. No, maybe you do know, because you know something about computers. Okay. Eric can make the vote whatever he wants. That is correct. He can he can diddle with it, and he can, he can make it say like 10 million votes. So that I guarantee we'll get 1,000 by the end of the show. Yeah. Now, don't do that. We don't want to cheat. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. If we have to cheat, we will. I'll, I'll just tell you that right now. Now, how would you feel if you walked up to the computer on 5 in the afternoon to switch the poll, and there were yeah. like 9 million votes? I'd feel uh, like I've been April. It's April Fool's Day. Maybe he's going to do it. Seven, 800, we did make the 800, unless he's going. Oh, right. The best days of my sex life are in the past, 444. In the future, hopefully 154. In the present, as in right this minute, it's great, 130. I'm screwing my brains out. and Or I'm asexual, 32. That's what we got. I, I think that would be fun on April Fool's Day. I think we could screw around with that. Nobody's going to get all bent out of shape. Because we're not taking any calls. If we took calls, I'm sure that number's got. Oh, Neil, now you're not just sending it in, but now you're diddling with the numbers, and Eric is fixing the number and making it up, and you're lying over here. Yeah, we're lying over here. Never. And, of course, being in the radio business, that's our specialty du jour every day. Mushroom barley soup, man. I do like that a lot. Not they a they had that at um, Myron's Deli in Pompano Park there in a casino. They had mushroom barley soup and, of course, matzo ball soup. Oh, yeah, there noodles. we go. What? 
I like, I like matzo ball better than mushroom barley. Mushroom barley is my favorite soup in the world. Nothing better than matzo ball soup. Wrong. But you know about soup, mister. And didn't you tell me the other day you're not a soup eater? Or was that Chris? No, I said I have soup, but it's not something I go out of my way for. Yeah, it's like ice cream. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. <laughs> and we just got through playing that spot with Zach and his diet. Yeah. You better, I haven't had you any ice cream. stay with it, man. I haven't and had any don't, ice cream. And then don't be blaming me and say, oh, that damn Rogers, that fat fart, he's the one that, uh, you know, talked me into it. I'm not talking you into anything. I All I'm doing is mentioning food categories, and right away you're like, ugh, ugh, like, like a child. I miss like a ice kid cream. in a candy store. Candy. Mm. Like a kid in a Godiva chocolate shop. Ooh, Godiva. Mmm. So you don't like mushroom barley, huh? No, I'm not. A, if I had the choice. Well, I will say this. My friend Dave had the uh, matzo ball. It looked much better. The mushroom barley, the barley was like a little crunchy. I don't, I don't know. See, you can't mess up a matzo ball, you know, as long as, long as you have someone there who knows what, the, what they're doing. 806 on the pool. I think we're going to do it. We're going to do 850. I don't know what we're going to do. Who the hell cares anyway? Speaking of food, Neil's half-price deals are the hit of the town. Every week we have another offer for Happy Neil Rogers listeners, and most weeks they're for restaurants that are still in business. Not every week, but most of the weeks. Now, you did hear about that, didn't you? I did not, no. Oh, well, Chris will tell you off the air. That was fun. Starting, th- yeah, oh, yeah, that was hysterical, a real panic. Hey, Starting Neil. Thursday, you can buy $50 certificates for 25 bucks to Lucille's American Cafe in Weston. Lucille's is a 1940-style upscale diner that captures the luncheonette feel of that era. It's all about homemade food, huge portions, even big enough for Zach, and family-friendly prices. Menu items include a 12-ounce center-cut New York strip, pulled pork platter, barbecue baby back ribs, and marinated or Texas-style chicken breast. Plus, they've got phenomenal desserts like homemade bread pudding and their famous big split banana split, big enough to share but good enough to eat all by yourself. Zach. Lucille's American Cafe, 2250 Western Road, call 954-384-9007. And now thanks to Fat Neil, you'll be able to buy $50 certificates at half price, just 25 bucks. The store opens this Thursday at noon on WQAM. But like we always tell you, be prepared to act fast, because once those certificates are gone, they're just gone. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. <clears throat> this is Dick Cheney. I like to relax by having Mary Magdalene massage my balls while listening to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. <clears> hey. <throat> Hi. My weight is. My weight is. My weight is. Hi. My waist is. My waist is. My waist is. Hi, kids. Do you like Friday? Chocolate and clams down my throat till I am sick. Clog my arteries and turn into a fat kid. French dip and get beefed up for a midlife crisis. Now I'm dead weight from all the junk that I ate, but I can't figure out what icing I want on my cake. And Dr. Dre said, Slim fast or your death bed. Uh-uh. Look how your waist spread. Man, just taste it. My weight is, my weight is, my weight is. Okay, it's 12 noon, man. Little hand just hit the big hand. 12 noon at 560 WQM. Happy Tuesday to you. We've even got some people alive there in uh, Sunny Isles. How do you like that? Sitting on the corner. Just barely. Uh, 812 is what you got. Told you. Told me what? That we'd hit the 800. Okay, now are you faxing me something, or is this another ad fax? No, I faxed it to you. It should have been that. Let me take a look. Uh-oh, it's from you. 
Can you add this to the pool? My sex life went bye-bye when I said, I do. They said, I do, and now they don't, is what they're trying to say. There's Barack. Unable to compete in our international economy. Oh, he's talking about Swillery again, unable to compete. That's, that's her. Can you add to the poll went bye-bye when I said, I do? You wanna, have you got a way of putting that on there? Yeah, we'll figure it out. Figure it out. The trickle of Democratic superdelegates declaring for Barack Obama is turning into more of a gusher. Have we got a sound for that, a gusher? I bet we do. But it sounds like... Well, the 360 it. we did. We don't need the 360, okay, Mr. Hotshot? How do you do when it's taking a cheap shot at George? And by the way, keep it up. The trickle of Democratic superdelegates declaring for Barack Obama is turning into more of a gusher, fast-closing Hillary Clinton's one, one, once lead in the nomination race. What, what does that mean? And ratcheting up pressure on her to defend her candidacy. This is from the nation. This is Katrina Vandenhoevel, okay? This is supposed to make, uh, make sense. But it doesn't. Senator Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota announced her support this morning. The Wall Street Journal reported today that all seven Democratic U.S. House members from North Carolina plan to come out for Obama in one fell swoop before that state's May 6th primary. The Democratic Party is blessed this year with two candidates with many excellent leadership qualities, and I believe each of them would be a strong president. I'm endorsing Barack Obama today because he's inspired an enthusiasm and idealism that we haven't seen in this country in a long time, Klobuchar said in a statement issued by the Obama campaign. I'm endorsing Barack because he's a new kind of leader, speaking with a different voice, bringing a new perspective and inspiring a real excitement from the American people, she said. He is able to dissolve the hard, cynical edge that's dominated our politics under the Bush administration. I believe Barack can unify the American people to address the main challenges facing our nation, she be saying. She's the 64th superdelegate to endorse Obama since Super Tuesday on February 5. Obama boasting more than a 6-to-1 edge in superdelegate endorsement since Super Tuesday is quickly catching up to Clinton on that count. He already leads in overall delegates and popular vote heading into the next contest, April 22 in Pennsylvania. The 795 superdelegates, elected officials, party leaders, and others are likely to decide the nominee because neither Clinton nor Obama appear likely to reach the clinching number just from those delegates awarded by primaries and caucuses. Clinton, who along with Obama's campaigning in Pennsylvania today, stressed several times over the weekend she's got no plans to drop out and may indeed take the fight all the way to the national convention in late, in late August. And that's because she's a hard ass, you know, like George, a hard ass. She's going to stay in there no matter what. Now, she won't get the message, you know what I mean? Now, is the only way she can basically get the uh, nomination is if, like, Barack Super drops delegates. out? If what? Is if Barack drops out? What do you mean, drop out? Why would he drop out? That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's, like, basically her only way to There's get it. There's as much chance of Hillary Clinton getting the nomination as there is of Wolfie Cohen coming back from the dead and serving you guys lunch in 15 minutes. All, All right. right. Yeah. Now, what do you say? I'll take matzo ball soup. <laughs> and a big, you know what I would like? A big Reuben sandwich. Mm. Reuben, Reuben, I've been thinking that your terms in office were really stinking. That's Reuben Askew. Remember him, the former governor, Reuben Askew? Another uh, Yahoo. Why do we always have to have Yahoos? Although now we got, yay. Yeah, governor. Who was that uh, Martinez now? I used to call him Dracula. What the hell was his name? Mel. No, not Mel. That's your senator. You you better learn your governors, mister, because you I sure as hell don't know them. God. Buck Martinez. I don't know what his name was. Who? Buck. You. Another right-winger. Another uh, a-hole. And, of course, your fat-ass Governor Jeb, the Jebster. 
So what do you think of that Marlin game last night? Did you go there? Did you watch it? Did you pay any attention? We're 38,000, so it's said, for opening day. I heard Zach was there with Even though they got beat 7-2, he, he's waxing so enthusiastic on Waxy about, oh, it was so opening day in the sun. and Oh, get out of here, you phony faker. All you're doing is sucking up to David Sampson, that's all, because you guys got stuck with those Marlin games. Good luck to you with that, by the way. You think you got bad numbers now? Just wait. And, and what do we hear about them, by the way? Since uh, Zach won't tell us anything about our two to four hour, what do we hear about across the street? Anything? The only uh, news I've Other heard than lately. Other the fact Booster is uh, leaving because he's going to do the Braves games. That's the only news I've heard lately. And now you'll have a uh, uh, K. And Kevin Rogers is yeah. going on against us. Ten to two. Rogers versus Rogers. Yes. Yeah. That's basically what I've heard. Everyone, you sure aren't you sure aren't loaded with good material. Well you gotta remember now that I left that building and my fiance still is in that building. So they don't say anything around her because they know that she'll say something oh, to me. So yeah. so now the news has quietly trickled down to nothing when it comes there. All all the good gossip is now said in the corner of the room instead of in front of her now. So Stinks for her, but... This thing you just faxed me, this is shocking, shocking radio news. Here's, you hear the sirens? That's because of the news, I think. Wow. Shocking news. Everybody strap yourselves in, baby. we got some big news, like Gabriel Healy used to say 400 years ago. There's big news tonight. He said good news. Good news. <laughs> WWRL, 1600 AM. Fagship of the Progressive Radio Network Air America for the last 18 months dropped the flag to half mast yesterday by bumping three Air America programs, including midday host Lionel and Tom Hartman. WWRL replaced Lionel's 9 a.m. to noon show with two health infomercials and former host Ron Daniels' 11 a.m. to noon. Two health infomercials. It replaced Hartman's noon to 3 p.m. show with Ed Schultz, the country's highest-rated liberal talker. Oh my God. This is in the New York Daily News. WWRL also put the Reverend Al Sharpton's Daily Show into its 8 p.m. slot, bumping Air America's clout to an overnight spot. Sharpton will be heard on tape delay. Lionel and Hartman are still heard on Air America's national network, which an informed source inside Air America said yesterday remains very much alive. They hit him with five shots, and they're still alive. The network has had ratings problems in New York, some of which have been attributed to WWRL's dial position, 4500 on the AM dial, and spotty signal, and the station itself has shown some ambivalence about Air America. It's continued to carry its own morning show, which now features Kaz Carson. What? C-O-Z. How do you say that? Kaz? Coz? 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 I don't know. Coz? Remember Bob Cousy? Can't oh, speak yeah. a word. He's a broadcaster now, Bob Cousy. Can't speak. He's a broadcaster. Air America's original agreement with WWRL expired yesterday, said the Air America source, which freed the station to drop some programs. They will continue to carry Randy Rhodes, 3 to 6 p.m., and Rachel Maddow, 6 to 8 p.m., as well as several weekend shows. But the Air America source said this reduced schedule has sent the network looking for another New York station that could be more of a full flagship station. Meanwhile, the source said, a more limited agreement will keep some Scare America programs where they are. WWRL wasn't commenting on anything yesterday, but replacing two hours of Lionel's show with health infomercials is largely a financial move designed to bring in some cash, they said. WWRL's move will inevitably trigger more speculation about the future of Scare America. The network got another new owner last month when Charlie Creek, what a, Carriker, bought a controlling interest from New York developer Stephen L. Green. 
But the source inside Air America said the network is holding its own with affiliates, noting that Hartman added four stations yesterday, including Miami. <laughs> oh, my God. Including Miami. What time is he on? Tom Hartman? I don't know. No, Noon to three. Oh, my God. Oh, competition. Well, we're in big trouble now, yeah. We got uh, Kevin Rogers, and we got Tom Hartman, and we got Mary Hartman. It's over it's also. What? It's over. Start packing up. I'm uh, packing it now. The sources also said the network will launch a vastly expanded website next week, noting that an increasing number of listeners get their radio on the Internet. Fans of Lionel, who's been on New York radio for years and used to be in Tampa and was a Bob Lasseter protege and caller, voiced particular frustration yesterday as is a disappearance. The shift gives a bigger pro- uh, platform to Sharpton and also to Schultz, who's popular around the country and had previously had an outlet in New York. Well, there you go. The business continues to suck watermelons. How do you like that? It blows. This once entertaining business where we had like real people, living and breathing people, where they cared about the talent and not just about the putting infomercials and crap on the air. Once upon a time, baby, it was worth owning a radio. Now I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, wipe my ass with it. What are you doing with that radio, kid? I'm wiping my ass with it. Well, good choice. I wish I would have had one at the Hilton the last Saturday. So I'm how did those pants come ass. out? I'm not what? getting into that with you. How did your pants come out? They came out, I haven't worn them yet, but they look just fine. They got the uh, spring got back that, in them? Yeah, they, they got the spring back in them, I think. I don't know. Spring has sprung. Speaking of that, spring has sprung. Let me check what the temperature is here right now. we got a heat wave going on. Wow. Unbelievable. It is 13, 56 degrees, and going to add in sunshine until it stopped raining. We had a two-day rain, but now it's going to be all the way up to 58 today. How do you like that? Nice. With a low in the 20s, by the way. Don't, don't get too carried away, Neil. Okay. One day spring. It's better than nothing. And thanks again for the nice weather when I was down there, man. It was beautiful. We had a great weekend. Good time was had by all. Hard Rock is awesome. I mean, it's, it's I don't know, it's not as uh, glitzy as uh, the Pompano Casino because the one in Pompano is brand new. And I'm sure the Gulfstream one is really, really glitzy because it's also brand new. How's that Dania Highway one that they haven't built yet? Wonderful. And Mardi Gras, you guys, uh, well, Zach doesn't go to these places. He just wants to find out where to go so he can make some money playing slots. Yep. And he wants a good deli, too. Slots. I just got through telling you, go to Pompano. Don't no. play Wheel of Fortune. Play anything else. I did win uh, 300 bucks on a nickel machine there, along with the balloons. I forget what they call that game. Do they have the chicken machine at Pompano? No, I didn't see the chicken machines at Pompano, but they have them at the <laughs> Hard Rock. They got the um, Hee Haw. I'm telling you, man, that's where it's at. And I shouldn't say that because next time I come down there, although I'm sure I'll find them at uh, Gulfstream, I hope. The chickens, baby. Get those three chickens and get up to 29 free spins. 830 people have uh, chimed in on our poll. 833. You know, you're getting all whipped up and thinking you're going to get that 1,000. I'm going to tell you right now, your We're chances gonna get are... It. Your We're going to get it. getting the 1,000 are as good as Corky's bringing in four pounds of brisket and 600 potato latkes right now. Wow. We're going to get it. Yeah, you're going to get it all right. I'm starving now that you said that. Why? You like it? Now, brisket you can have on this diet you're on? I can, yeah. A, a tasket, a tisket. Let's have some brisket. I love it. I love and Corky's. The, and the brisket from Corky's was to die for. Man, it was There was good. a Corky's in Plantation, wasn't there? Well, was yes, no, there was not. No, there was not. It was like in uh, Tamarack or somewhere. Oh, yeah, that's right. Gone. And once it's gone, it's, it's gone. gone. The best days of my sex life are in the past, 459, or in the future, hopefully, 202. In the present, like right this minute, it's great, 134. I'm asexual, 36. And the best days of my sex life are over because I said I do, too. 
Rogers is my lover. Well, congratulations. Get alive. All right. When I'm on the campaign trail, it's my job to talk smack. I tell some wild stories to cut down Barack. And I won't let up until Hillary's won. So I'll hammer away, cause I'm Bad Bill Clinton, Bad Bill Clinton, Bad Bill Clinton, Bad Bill, Bad Bill Clinton. And when I make a speech, people's eyes open wide, and Obama shrieks, cause he thinks that I've lied. Well, I'll mess with me, baby. Slinging mud is such fun. So go vote for my lady. Cause I'm Bad Bill Clinton. Bad Bill Clinton. <laughs> bad Bill Clinton. Bad. Bad. Bad Bill Clinton. 1218 at 560 WKM. So Zach is useless as far as spy reports from across the street because his uh, fiance works there and they don't tell her squad. No, she's out of the loop now, yeah. Well, there you go. That's because she's going to report to you. She's going to come back and feed you all the uh, straight dope from across the street. Well, what difference does it make? Well, there's nothing good anyway, though, coming out of there. I mean, there's no, no good guys. I, I don't hear anything about them no more, except when Barry occasionally writes uh, some crap. You know, oh, they're juggling the lineup again. And, uh, yeah, right. That'll do it. There's no good Joel Feinberg stuff. That's the problem. Yeah, and then we miss him badly. Hey, Joel, we miss you badly, you a-hole, you jackass, you... You fairy. Yeah. That, that, that's a good point. When he was there, at least there was, like, some something. There was banter. There was news each week. There was, right, there was writing banter. Joe Bell and his girlfriend and stuff yeah. like that, whatever was going on. Yeah. He was talking a lot of crap. He was calling my show. That was great. Wasn't that great? That was the most classic... 10 or 15 minutes of radio I think I've listened to in the last couple of years. And he admitted he, know, he knows nothing about sports and knows less about radio. Yeah. He knows a lot about losing daddy's money. He knows that. He has great expertise in doing that. Must be nice to be a bored millionaire, son. Sure. All this crap about life is fair and all that other garbage. Life isn't fair. It's the, what do they call it? Draw the lot. Luck of the draw. Like yeah, that. It's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like going into a casino. You have no idea. You sit down at a machine like that when I sat down. And how did I know that that thing was going to go nuts? And on two consecutive hits, it was going to pay me about 1300 bucks on a two-cent machine, man. And you know what I said when I walked away? What? That's a good machine, man. Because a good machine is the one that's paying when you're sitting at it and playing it. That's what I hear. Yeah. I don't want to get you started with the slots, though. Although you're probably making a few more bucks than Chris. Yeah, Zach is, I'm sure. But then again, who isn't? Even he's, people well, he's part of the Joe Rose fan club, so, you know. Extravaganza. I beg your pardon? Joe. He's part of the Joe Rose posse, so. So what you're saying is they like Joe, so anybody that works with Joe gets taken care of well, and because they hate me like poison, they screw everybody associated with the show. Is that what you're trying to say? Because you know it's true. I didn't say that. But you know it's true. And I'm sure George has told you that many times. 
Although they are taking care of Chicken Neck right now. That's a good sign. They're well, taking good, good care of Chicken Neck. Isn't that great? I'm not getting any emails. Yeah, yeah, I don't got no money. Yeah. I got news for you. Starting January 1, I'm not going to have any money either because next year I'm going to be working at just dramatically reduced uh, wages, assuming this thing goes through. That assuming became... Norma can finally get the thing done. Norma. God almighty. You fairy. Just, uh, everything has to drag on and drag on. I wouldn't be surprised if he's dressing up in drag these days, Norma. God, just get it done and let's uh, move on. Timothy Egan, who I have no idea who that is, contributing columnist for the New York Times. Let me see who he is. He writes Outpost, a column at New York Times, and is filling in for Bob Herbert, who's off today. It says, well, everybody's off. The little dog was off this morning again. Joe Rose, he's got a tickle in his throat. Is what the uh, rumor was. Isn't that, uh, Zach probably knows something about that, about oh, where he yeah. got that tickle in his throat. Uh-huh. Probably in the locker room at the uh, Hurricane scrimmage. Dolphins locker room. And, the, and he, still, he still showers in the Dolphins' locker room. That's what I hear. Him and Mad Dog. Yes. They still take showers with the guys. And with Danny Boy. I'm sure of that. Timothy Egan says, fresh ideas for a tired crusade. This is about uh, pot, is what it's about. All right. A tra- the travel writer and public TV host, Rick Steves, is a certain kind of innocent abroad, benignly suburban to the core, with a bit of punch and the ever-quizzical look of someone who would try raw squid for breakfast and not complain about it. At 52, he spent a third of his adult life living out of a suitcase, ever in search of that bargain room with a view, encouraging his fellow Americans to become temporary locals. His influence is vast, and one of the reasons our citizens aren't more hated abroad in Bush's final days. I was having lunch once in Vernazza, and in the Italian Cinque Terre, watching waves of people pour into the tiny village to look for the serendipi- serendipitous Stevesian encounter while clutching his guidebook. A sudden outburst came from my seven-year-old son. Rick Steves has got to be stopped, he said. Steves, who lives just north of Seattle, is packing his wrinkle-free clothes for his latest expedition to Europe. One can only hope customs will let him back in, for Steves has become a most unlikely voice on behalf of ending the tragedy of the drug war. He looks at the 800,000 Americans arrested every year on marijuana charges and wonders why the waste of time, money, and lives. Year after year, nothing changes except the faces of those people in jail. He thinks marijuana should be decriminalized and that drug use in general should be treated primarily as a health issue, as the Canadians, the British, and the Swiss and others do. How's it going, eh, Rick? His views are not novel, but it's been fascinating to watch the reaction since Steve started speaking out on this. Sponsors of his TV shows have hardly blinked. Cops and conservatives have told him how much they agree with him. And less than a month ago, the Luther Institute gave Steve its annual Wittenberg Award, recognizing outstanding service to church and society. He's an active member of the Evangelical Lutheran Church, proving that nobody is perfect. If it takes a church-going guidebook writer who spent his college years as a member of the marching band to call for an end to this tired war, so be it. The cheerleaders and architects of harsh drug laws, from Marsh Limbaugh, who promised to take random drug tests after admitting his addiction to pain pills, to the former drug czar Bill Bennett, who had a multi-million dollar gambling habit, have been exposed as moral frauds. Two of the major presidential candidates are in a unique position to pivot away from the status quo. It's been largely forgotten, but Cindy McCain, the wife of presumptive Republican nominee, was once so hooked on the opiate painkillers Percocet and Vicodin that she resorted to stealing from a medical charity she ran. And Barack Obama, 1995 memoir, told of a youthful alcohol and pot use, maybe even a little blow when I could afford it, he said. He wrote this cautionary note, Junkie, pothead, that's where I've been headed, the final fatal role of the young would-be black man. He is a lucky, he's lucky, a man told him on a campaign train not long ago, he didn't end up in jail, a ruined life, one of the 2.3 million Americans locked up in the world's largest prison system. 
Thus far, John McCain has said little about changing the approach to possession, only drug crimes. Let me read that again. To changing the approach to possession, only drug crimes. Got that? With a hyphen. Obama asked about it in January, said, I'm not interested in legalizing drugs. What I am interested in is putting more of an emphasis on the public health approach to drugs and less on incarceration. When a prominent supporter of Swillery Clinton raised the issue of Obama's experimentation as a potential swift vote issue, it drew more criticism of the accuser than the candidate. That doesn't surprise me. I was in Fresno, California once with the cops patrolling the mean streets of the city in armored personnel carriers, the drug war in its ultimate manifestation. These officers are mostly uniformly against the folly of the battles that they were fought every night. Every society has its drug addicts, dating to Babylon, if not earlier. Every American knows someone or has a family member with a problem. President Bush used to drink too much and was cited for driving under the influence, but instead of using his life experience for change, he's done nothing but carry around the self-righteous tedium of the reformed drunk. We are left, then, with people like Rick Steves to renew the republic with common sense brought home from other shores. He's taken to heart these words. Travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness. They come from an earlier innocent abroad, Mark Twain. Don't forget, the rain in Spain falls mainly on Mark Twain. Samuel Langhorn Clemens. I wonder if he's kin to Roger Clemens, you think? I wonder if he ever did steroids. Probably. What percentage of baseball players you think are doing roids? About 90%? It's just a rhetorical question. I wasn't expecting an answer. Oh, Certainly okay. not from Zach. No, definitely. I got so it works to Joe Rozier where they suck up to all the athletes. Anybody anybody takes showers naked with other guys they suck up to on our sports shows. Oh, yeah. Oh, be sure and go out to camp and see the Canes. Go out to camp and see the scrimmage. Uh, if you have no life, that, that that's the part he always leaves out. Biggest name. 853 on your phone. Neil Rogers. Neil Rogers. Neil Rogers. The Sports Leader. Neil Rogers. NFL Films present God of the Gridiron. He was born of a virgin and named Brett Lorenzo Favre. For the fan upstairs so loved the game of football that he gave his only begotten second-round draft pick. Favre would not only score touchdowns, he'd walk on water. Then he'd turn that water into light beer and loaves and fishes into nachos and hot wings. But though the slinging savior hath given his football life into retirement, he shall rise again to be seated at the right hand of Al Michaels. For Brett Favre is the one true God of the gridiron. That's my editorial comment about him. I can't stand him. He makes my stomach turn. And when he retired and gave that tearful, why, why is it all these jocks go into this big tearful thing when they make their retirement speech? Why do they do that? It's an emotional thing. Why? It's a sad day for them. they got to give why? up. Why? They've given up something. Look at all done. the millions and millions and millions of dollars he made for playing a stupid game. Yeah, but he doesn't do it for the money. He does it for Right, the for the love of the game. Exactly. Right. 860 votes on Chris's survey. If you don't make a thousand, man, Zach may be uninvited on Thursday when the food comes in. Oh, come on. Then i got, I got to get to another computer, then. You what? Eric, help me out. Oh, Eric might put, like like you said, he'll do an April Fool on there when you least expect it. He'll, he'll goose it up by about 5,000 votes. I'm expecting him the 130 to 2. I'm trying, trying to think of what the record is on there. Maybe Eric can research that since he's got his thumb on every, every statistic. I know we've done over 2,000 back during the Alien days. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, what? That's a lot of votes. 
Well, we suppose that they have a cum of 150,000 people or so, or where it used to be anyway. So why would that? Uh, see, the problem with the votes on the pool is that, as you know, only so many people in a in an office or wherever can vote on the pool. Correct. Now, how does that work in that building, for example? Is it just like between the two? You guys, only one of you can vote. Correct. And what it's about basically the like, You know, our QAM Power 96 has its own internet provider, so anybody in this building on that provider. Once one person votes, no one else can. Wow. And there's like 100 or 200 people in that building. Yep. So that means if we get 2,000 votes, that means we got 8 billion people listening, right? Something like that. Yeah. Make up a number, Eric, later on, after after the show is over. Goof it up. But I would like to find out um, the record. Had to be during Alien. I, I can do a little research of mine during the next break. I can look on there. Here's Chris Dodd. First meeting he of supports Barack Obama, by the way. He looks just like Jerry Williams. They would sit down with homeowners to try and work out uh, new arrangements so the people... You know the biggest difference between Chris Dodd and Jerry Williams? What's up? Chris Dodd is still alive. I think I had something to do with Jerry Williams' heart attack. I really do. I'll never forget that. I'm not, not that I feel bad about it. When I told him that Walter Sabo was stabbing him and not returning his calls, and he was responsible for Jerry not being on full-time on WRKO anymore, and he wouldn't return his calls. I said, don't you understand? That's why he won't take your calls, Jerry. He's sticking it to you. Oh, yeah. And he, uh, he got all upset. And then the next day, he had a heart attack. And then shortly after that, guess what? He died. Excellent guess. He died? Yeah, that's it. The Food and Drug Administration, speaking of uh, things that people smoke, the FDA may finally bring tobacco into its pool. See, I'm one of those people. Call me crazy. I'm one of those people. I know a lot of folks say, oh, you're just making excuses for yourself being a glutton and yada, yada. And that's the kind of stuff George says, you know. I think that the manufacturers of refined carbohydrates all ought to be in jail. I think all of the packaging on those products should be skull and crossbones. These products are hazardous to your health. They're addictive. And if you, eat, if you start eating them now, uh, you're going to get die from them. You know what I'm talking about? You know. Oh, yeah. Ice cream, skull and crossbones, baby, immediately. Potato chips. Any, any uh, like, uh, you know what I really miss badly? What's we did that a thing on a candy bar. We've done that a couple of times, your favorite candy bar. I don't think we ever put it on there because I don't see them anymore. Mallow cups? What's that? You know what those are? No. You've never had a mallow cup? No. Not like a malamar? Like a little chocolate No, it's, got, it's like chocolate. It's like a, like a small chocolate cupcake, it looks like, but made out of... Ooh. And inside is like um, marshmallow. Ugh. Yeah, like Malamars are like that now, like cookies, like chocolate. No, 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 cookies. not cookies. No, not cookies. Candy, chocolate, mm. hard chocolate with marshmallow inside. And you chew down and a marshmallow like bursts all over your puss. Man, it's good. Mm, yeah. Well, they probably don't make them anymore. Anyway, a long stall bill vehemently opposed by the tobacco industry is set to move forward in Congress, which would grant the FDA power to regulate cigarette additives. It would not, however, allow the FDA to ban nicotine. Well, thank God for that, because that's all the only reason people smoke, is they're addicted to nicotine. That's the reason why people drink uh, uh, caffeinated soda. Why would you drink soda with caffeine when you can get uh, caffeine-free? Now, do you drink soda with caffeine? I hope not. I do not, no. Good. What about you, Fatso? Occasionally. Why? And probably uh, not even diet. No, no, no. I only drink diet sodas. Oh, thank God for that. I, if, like, you know, if I ask for a diet soda and they give me, like, a regular one, it's mm-hmm. within a sip. It's like, oh, too sweet. Well, that's what they do at the, um, oh, well, no, I never did the regular one. But the ones, the ones you get at the casinos all have caffeine, of course. 
If I went to Woodbine and said, I'll have a uh, caffeine-free Diet Coke, please, they'd look at me like uh, like I was a nut job. Now, what I'm drinking here right now, oh, it's French on the back. Cipos diet orange, el eclaté, I don't know what the... This, this whole French thing, man, really blows. Low sodium, low calorie, C-plus diet orange burst. Contains sun-kissed juice. It's got Splenda, but has a little tiny bit of carbs because it's got sun-kissed juice in it. So it's got one gram of carbs per 250 milliliters. How much is that? Not a lot. Uh, and I don't really care. I like it. it, it it's got some taste to it, you know what I mean? As opposed to like the regular same old, same old. Mean like anyway, our... getting back to this bill to regulate cigarettes in the FDA. This week, the bill is likely to pass the House Energy and Commerce Committee, the Wall Street Journal said today. Supporters hope for a vote by the full House later this spring. The bill could still run into barriers in the Senate, and the FDA commissioner, a Bush administration appointee, has raised concerns about it. Another hack was probably on the payroll of the tobacco companies. Another shill. The bill's progress could position tobacco regulation as an election year issue for supporters in both parties eager to capitalize on the industry's unpopularity. Faggots are unpopular in America. If the bill passes Congress, Democrats will be able to flag it as a significant legislative accomplishment after more than a decade of efforts to grant the FDA sway over tobacco, they added. They want sway. Oh, Hotels.com says, sun, sand, surf, and savings. I wonder where they're trying to send me. Vacation packages. Probably Florida. Sorry, I just came back. I got sun, no sand. Actually, usually when I'm out there, I go out on my patio and I lay in the sun and get some sunshine. I didn't do that. Would have been a good idea, wouldn't it? Why not? Didn't have time. I was too busy eating and uh, schmitting and then going to the casinos. I feel really bad I didn't get to Gulfstream. Maybe we should take some calls and find out about uh, how they're doing at Gulfstream. Oh, we can, yes, wait Monday when, we can wait till Monday when George comes back. So what do you think we're going to do, Chris? Um, I think we'll probably wait till Monday and then not do it. Right. I mean, I could take some calls, of course. I can't punch them up here because I, I still haven't connected all that stuff together, you know, with the router. Because I don't want to take a chance on losing my Internet again. Exactly. But you could punch them up there. We could take some. But you know what? I'm not, I don't want them. I'm not going to. If don't Republicans stop the bill, either in the Senate or through a presidential veto, that could also play well for Democrats on the campaign trail, eager to burnish their health care and regulatory credentials. All three presidential candidates, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and Republican John McCain, are co-sponsors of the Senate version of the FDA bill. The bill would lead to sweeping changes in both the FDA and the tobacco industry, the journal adds. It would put into law ideas that former FDA Commissioner David Kessler pushed in the 90s before his effort was struck down by the Supreme Court. Among other powers, the bill would allow the FDA to set product standards, which could include limiting certain ingredients in cigarettes. Tobacco makers, whose products have been largely unregulated, would have to turn over to the agency extensive information and win FDA approval for claims that products carry reduced health risk. The agency would get the ability to regulate advertising of tobacco products. I think uh, I, I'm all for it, but I want to see the advertising come back. Winston tastes good like a cigarette. You'll get the Marlboro Man back, you know? Mm -hmm. Newports. So apparently, um, with Eric's Call for research... Philip Morris. Apparently what? Eric's research, he believes poll 1601 had the most votes with 2,865. Woo! 2,800 plus? It's not too shabby. Wow. Now, what was the poll? Did he tell you or not? He didn't tell me. Well, during well, the break, right I'm going to check it out right now. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Absolutely. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Banana 
picking Julio's who thrive on anarchy. Are building an arena for the Miami Heat. Having two arenas somehow don't seem right. Better ask Jeff Cohen for financial advice. Oi! NBA is locked down. There's no basketball. They're all on strike. Let's burn the place down. An insurance check would sure be nice. Before we lose our ass, take that can of gas. Like that, not So guess what the poll was about that we got all those votes, 2,865. Elion. Nope. Howard David. Nope. Your underwear. Nope. Defoe. George W. Really? Bush. What one word best describes George W. Bush? We had 2,865 votes, dangerous 553, moron 263, unqualified, unqualified 260, a-hole 254. See, we can't even say that anymore. Ah, the Back good old in the days. day, we could say ass. Leader 228, failure 190, Schmidt 150, liar 107, bozo 92, nincompoop 73, evildoer 72, antichrist 55. Fascist, 51. Murderer, 48. Schmuck, 43. Brilliant, 43. Oh, yeah. He's brilliant. Abu Ghraib. Dedicated, 41. Imbecilic, 39. Hypocrite, 31. Putz. Putz head. About 30, man. Fool head. About 30, man. Thief, 28. Dumbbell, 27. Hear the sirens again, man. Wow. It's a heavy-duty day out there in the streets of Toronto. You hear it? Whoop. Yes. Whoop. Butcher, 24. Coward, 23. Honorable, 23. Quiz Lane, 22. Steadfast, 22. Reckless, 14. Fairy, 11. You fairy. Warmonger, 10. And Fearmonger, 8. 2,865. Boy, you know something? Now, if we, if we did that uh, now, I would have, like, um, persevered until we got to 3,000. You know what I mean? We'd have to push, at least. Like today, we're not going to make 1,000 today. Yeah, we are. No, we're not. Guaranteed it. We got eight. 878, according to my uh, computer. 882, like I said. 882, we need 118 in 73 minutes. And that's not going to happen. Easy. Well, what do you know? You don't work on this. Sure, we need 1.7 a minute. Chris knows that doesn't happen. We're going to do it. Yeah, you're going to do it all right. We're going to just watch. You need 117 votes to get to 1,000. And they're not even votes. They're just, uh, you know, a, a survey, a tally, a, a little something. Boy, how the mighty have fallen, man. I wonder what the date was on that bush pole. It's going to be a long time ago. Now, here's an interesting one since I was doing the history on there and going back. Poll number 651. Who is the weakest link at WQAM? We had 831 in that poll. Uh, leading the way, I don't know. I only listened to Neil's show, 283. 34%. Mo Howard David did 24%. He had 199. Kicked ass. 
Joe Zagaki sucks, okay? Aki, 101. The Humper had 77. <laughs> He's gone. In fact, everybody, almost everybody on here is gone. The Crow had 65. Geldy, 29. Geldy Geldstein. The Big O, who continues to be rock solid. He's on here at 23, the weakest link. Mad Dog, 22. All right. Mark, I eats my feet. Eisenberg, 15. Now, well, what does that mean, I eats my feet? No idea. Maybe a Dirty Boys reference? Yeah. Yeah, maybe he bites his toes. Maybe he maybe he trims his toenails with his teeth. Yummy. Racer Joe Costello, 13, and Eddie K in last place, which is good in this poll. Eddie had only four as the weakest link. That was uh, some time back because most of those people, in fact, everybody on the list except Mad Dog and um, Big O are gone. Well, of course, Joe Z doing those horrible games, but. They're, they're gone. And once they're gone, they're gone, they don't come back. Although not necessarily in this business. Sometimes they make a comeback. That would be a good pull. Oh, we already did that. We did that just a couple. <laughs> we did that just a couple of days ago. What former host would you like to see back? Didn't we just get through doing that? Wow. I got your crowbotics right here, homeboy. He wasn't on there either, as a matter of fact. The crow. We we uh, should we should try it again and make sure we put him on there, right? I miss the crow. Oh well. No, you don't. I know. No, you don't. You don't. You don't miss the smell of that cashmere bouquet. I have never in my life met a man or a woman, anybody, who smelled that pungent. It smelled like he bathed in cashmere bouquet powder. I don't know how you do that, but that's what he smelled like. I mean, I've always said it. You know, it's important to smell good, but don't overdo it. You know what I mean by that? Oh yeah. So that people who walk by you swoon. Oh my! Or like get in the elevator with you. God forbid. Five six seven. Oh, H five sixty. Yeah, we missed that. Big time. He was a nice guy. Ask uh, the people in accounting whether he was a nice guy or not. Yeah, which well, is yeah. why he got canned. When he went back there and bitched them out and screamed and hollered because he wasn't getting paid. I mean, you know, there are a lot of us who've gone through that, and we just uh, we just uh, go with the flow. You know, <laughs> pay us when you feel like it. In fact, Jolly Joe has done a wonderful job on that. I get paid a day or two early now as compared to before when, uh, you know, I used to be on pins and needles. Is the check going to show up this time? You know, like that. He's done a great job of that. And you want to know why? Why? He loves me. You believe that? Yes. No, you don't. Everybody loves you. No, he wants me to stick around. That's why. He wants me to work for, like, about the same salary as Chris. And I'm on the verge of doing it. We got 897. We got better be well over 900 by the top of the hour to get a shot at that 1,000. We're going to do it. No, we're not. We're going to do it. 898. See, they're coming in by the ones. That's not a 1.5 a minute. We need chunks. We need clumps like hemorrhoids, baby. We need clumps like clumps of grapes in your roids. I bet you both of you guys have had roids. I've never had it, no. No? No. No. Isn't that what old people get? No, that's what fat people get. Hemorrhoids. You've never had roids? Nope. Zach? I have not. Get out of here. Ask the beast if he's ever had uh, roids. No, that's okay. They, they could make 50 bottles of wine with the grapes that he's uh, hanging. That's going to make me sick. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a very pleasant thought. No, well, I'm, I'm thinking maybe I'll embarrass him and like losing an ounce. All right, good luck. Now, who was saying, was it Joe that was saying yesterday about how um, Beast goes walking with Dad or something like that? And his parents are, are responsible also. They take him on those cruises. Now that he's married, I don't know what they're still doing at. Hey, guess what? What? 900. 
You know something? If you look up putts in the dictionary, you will see Chris's picture right next to that word, putts. I want some uh, royalty fees then. Royalties for what? For having my picture. 901. See? And we're having fun. In the sun. Worries about one world order and a North American Union have been ginned up by the blogs and the Internet. Senator Barack Obama told a Lancaster, Pennsylvania audience in a stump speech yesterday as he continued his tour throughout the battleground state. He also defended the recently reauthorized Patriot Act. I'm not too happy about that, Barack. Responding to a question from the audience asking whether he was a member for the, of the Council on Foreign Relations, a group many alleges leading a move toward one world government, Obama said, I don't know if I'm an official member. I've spoken there before. It's basically a forum where people talk about foreign policy. There's no official membership. I don't have a card or, you know, a special handshake or anything like that. You know, like the Masons have that special handshake? That's what I hear. And the Yaleys, what do they call that uh, fraternity from Yale? The, the oh, Dumbos. Um, you know, Bush was in it. Were skull they scratch, and or, something or whatever? Skull and Bones. Yeah, something like that. What is it called? I don't remember. Um, it's the Skull and Something Society or whatever. Yeah. Yank and Twist. Senator Hillary Clinton has spoken several times to the um, Council on Foreign Relations. Comments she made yesterday against NAFTA were posted on the group's website. Often because the Council has served as a lightning rod for conspiracy theorists, candidates shy away from listing their affiliation with the group. Vice President Cheney is a former director, but taken pains not to publicize that fact. A former director of the Council on Foreign Relations and a real crook, a gangster, Dick Cheney. Skull and bones. Evildoer. A thousand times more evil than Bush or any of the rest of those Nazis. I've been a member for long and was actually a director for some period of time, he told members in the speech broadcast on C-SPAN and now on you, adding, I never mentioned that when I was running for re-election back home in Wyoming. That's Cheney, Cheney, as Chris Matthews calls him, Dick Cheney. Now, have you ever seen Chris Matthews, uh, um, Zach? Uh, yes. Have you ever noticed that he can't speak? Yeah, I don't know how he has his job, but, you know, that happens. He's, uh, he, must, he must have uh, Anderson Pooper uh, connections. Or naked pictures. He must be related somebody. to somebody. And I'm so sick and tired of hearing about his days in politics in Pennsylvania and his brother and all this other crap. Nobody cares about your days in politics, okay? And your politics fix, you idiot. Skull and bones. Skull and bones. Told you. Skull and crossbones. That's what they ought to have on every package of uh, candy, ice, ice cream. cream, mallow cup. Oh, I can't believe you never had that. You'd die from it. The Council on Foreign Relations has been at the center of several one-world order conspiracies with theorists contending that... Uh, that the group is conspiring to bring about one world government and a North American Union similar to the European Union. Obama dismissed those notions. I see no evidence of this actually taking place, he said. I think this is something that's been ginned up on certain blogs and the Internet. It was based mostly on the fact that there's this highway being built in Texas that will facilitate transportation between Mexico and the intercontinental U.S. and Canada. Not to help to break down barriers, but I don't think there's any conspiracy to create this one continental government, he'd be saying. 912 votes as uh, Chris is marching on his way toward 1,000. And if he gets it, boy, I'll tell you, Zach will give him a big kiss at 2 o'clock. Right on your biggest name. No, the best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. One to two hour.
Hurricanes at 101 and 560. WKM, you're stuck on 918, Chris. You're not going to make no thousand. We're going to do it. You need 82 votes in 59 minutes. I just, I don't, I can't smell it. I can smell it. Can you smell it? And the that must be Chris. Thing? No. When the pressure gets heavy duty on the uh, pole, you know, like this, and he knows he's going to fall short, Nine the aroma starts seeping under the door there? Nope. The best days of my sex life are... 919 now. We got one more. One more. In the past, 490. In the future, hopefully, 224. In the present, like right this minute, and it's great, 149. Like right this second. I'm asexual, 39, and the best days of my sex life are over because I said I do, 17. They said I do, and now they don't. That's my best advice to everybody. Don't get married. I mean, it's fashionable now. All the movie stars can do it. I see that uh, Brad Pitt finally uh, tied the knot. You see that? Yep. No, I didn't see that. Well, it's going to happen. What's your name? Angelina Jolie. Not Jennifer Aniston. Angelina Jolie. They've got three kids already, and they say, oh, well, maybe we'll get married now. See, that's the way they do it. And the same with a lot of the athletes. You're stuck on 919, man. You've got about as much chance of getting 1,000. And that, that's We're going to do it. What? We're going to do it. No, you're not. Yes, we are. Not. Not, yes. Can't. Won't. Huh. <laughs> Think positive, old man. 921, there's a pair for See? you. A teeny tiny pair. I know who those must be attached to. <laughs> Although there are a lot of rumors about him, man. When we first came to the uh, QAM building, a lot of rumors about Gildy. Ooh, what kind of rumors? Something like uh, a hippopotamus. I don't know what they were talking about. Is yeah. Nine twenty-three. Remember that song, "Hang Down Your Head," Tom Dooley. A lot of rumors about Geldy being like the Milton Berle of uh, Squeak Radio. Pennsylvania voters elect few women or blacks. How do you like that? Interesting. But they'll have to choose one or the other in the April twenty-second Democratic presidential primary between Barack and Swillery. There's no consensus explanation among political operatives and scholars for the political glass ceiling in this state which currently has only one black and one woman in its 21-member congressional delegation and has never had a black or female governor. Only uh, one black and one woman have ever sought the governorship on a major party ticket in Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's kind of a, I don't know, strange state. It reminds me a lot of Michigan <clears throat> in some ways. Although at least they've got Pittsburgh, you know, which isn't saying much. I mean, not that Michigan doesn't have other big cities, but not as big. they got Detroit and the rest of the state. You know, Grand Rapids, Saginaw, Flint, Kalamazoo, Lansing. Not, not any biggies. they got Detroit. That's Michigan. And in Pennsylvania, it's Philadelphia and uh, Pittsburgh to a much lesser extent. Ever been to Pittsburgh, Chris? Uh, just that... the airport. I have not been there, no. Well, don't go. Although they got a great restaurant called the Mountain View Inn in Greensburg, PA, just outside of Pittsburgh. The Mountain View Inn. They have the best damn turkey dinner there. Oh, my God. Just hey, I'm assuming it's still there. Maybe you want to Google it. Mountain View in Greensburg, uh, Pennsylvania. So what other places do you have on the do-not-go-to list? I have Detroit. I have Pittsburgh. Well, Pittsburgh's okay. I mean, I don't know why. Why would you want to go there? Let know. me see if they're racing today at the Meadows. That's in Meadowlands, Pennsylvania, just south of Pittsburgh. A lot of people think that Meadowlands, PA, is where the Meadowlands is, and, of course, it's not. That's in East Rutherford, New Jersey, as you probably know, being from New York. Well, I know that one, too. Oh, here's Mount- race two at Tampa Bay with this announcer that goes spastic. Calls every race like it's the uh, Kentucky Derby. Mountain View Inn near Greensburg, PA. And they're off. And they're off. From the outside, Stag Renner. Breaks for the lead with King Pallant. These are like $6 claimers, you know. These are they ready for the glue factory. Tampa Bay down. Legal exchange. And far back in the early going is the favorite. 
Carter Magno. Oh, my God. Up the back stretch here they comes go. Here the bunny, and there goes your Stag money. runner crosses over from the outside chalk. under Gonzalez and has the lead and opens up five on the field. Legal exchange is second. This horse on the lead is going to puke and gasp. He's going to stop in mid-stretch and take a nap. The outside fourth. Then it's two and a half lengths by the back. Jones Echo that making up ground now fifth. Three. Then we go back to Northern Bayou sixth. The gap of two. Mr. Moonshine now is seven. Two and a half lengths by the back. He's a hurricane racing along eight. And here two goes times the good. His ninth. Dr. Duke is like tenth. Five lengths by the back. The trainer is still the care. favorite. Cardamango. With a quarter of a mile to run, Lucky Dragon has the lead. King Palance on the outside. And now King oh, Palance geez. has went to the lead. Oh, Horse just fell in the jockey. As they went. turn into the stretch. And he never even said anything King about Palance it. King Palance on the outside has the lead. Horse just fell in the jockey went flying off, and he never even said anything about it. Well, that's you exciting. Know, yeah, well, it was, I hate that when I see that. You ever see it? I've seen it. Have hey, you? so uh, Mountain View Inn still there. In Greensburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah, mountainviewinn.com. It's, it's like a hotel and, and a restaurant. Good food. Looks yeah, like a nice place. Back to Pennsylvania. What? Looks like a nice place. It's a beautiful place. I'm not saying that Pittsburgh is like that. Pittsburgh is uh, what it is. You know, it's industrial. It's uh, in the middle of nowhere. It sucks. Philadelphia, though, on the other hand, is, uh, you know, some pretty interesting people in Philadelphia. The Dow is up 309 points. Holy moly, baby, you better buy before it's too late. Not. Anyway, getting back to Pennsylvania, if I can, am I allowed to do that, or do I have to ask Chris Matthews' permission? I would ask first. Before yeah. we get our politics fixed. Some chalk it up to the party's failure to recruit more women and blacks and a tendency to favor incumbents over untested upstarts. Some theories hold that juggling young families and political careers deters women from seeking full-time orifice or voters from choosing them. Some believe the concentration of blacks in urban areas works against black candidates for statewide office who must seek votes in predominantly white rural counties, once famously compared to Alabama, with or without that banjo on your knee. Pennsylvania's voting age population is more than 50% female and about 10% black, but neither group has comparable representation among top state and federal elective offices. One of the worst showings, only 15% of the 253 seats in the legislature are filled by women, leaving Pennsylvania 43rd nationally in that category. State Democratic Party Chairman T.J. Rooney sees no inherent bias against black or female candidates. The challenge that confronts candidates of any stripe is being able to put together the money and the organization, he said. Oh, boy. That sounds so Canadian when they say the organization. That's a hockey thing, you know. Isn't it a hockey thing? Now, who do we have on the station that's covering hockey now, Zach? You. Oh, here's the fourth race coming up. Here's the post parade at the Meadows. Hanover, single claim here's Mike Wilder on the sixth. Taco Hanover. Number seven is Final Amore. Dave Pallone looks like to me. Yes, yeah, Dave. Amore. You know, this man, he needs help. He really does. Roger Houston. The world needs to be saved from Roger Houston and people like him. Well, that was ugly when that horse went down to a tempo. You should have seen. And he probably had some nice bandages on, too. But he got right up. The jockey kind of rolled around a little bit, and then he jumped up. Everybody's fine. Well, that's good. Well, I'm sure you're worried about it. I was. We got uh, one minute to post time for the fourth race at the Meadows, where they have like a uh, they have a pickup truck for the starting gate. I mean, that's not too classy, you know what I mean? Like a lot of a lot of racetracks, they use a Cadillac for the starting gate or some kind of nice vehicle, you know. <laughs> really? There, they have a pickup truck. So if you doubt that you're out in the sticks in the middle of <clears throat> Meadowlands, PA is like several miles south of Pittsburgh, in the middle, like a like in the middle of a cow pasture, in the middle of nowhere. And there's a racetrack, and I bet you're shocked that I've been there. 
Absolutely. Aren't you shocked? Uh, I, I'm shocked if you haven't been to every racetrack in the U.S. I've been to Liberty Bell track, which is no longer there in Philadelphia. I was to Liberty Bell with Robert Campbell and Billy Houghton and Peter Houghton and Peter Peter Pumpkin Eater. 942 votes on the survey. Well, I'm doing it because Clarence wants more sports on his show. He doesn't tell me that, but I'm sure in his heart of hearts, in his part of hearts, parts, he wants a lot more sports. They're getting ready to go to the post at Meadows. We have time to hear the race. It's an eight-horse field. The one is the heavy chalk at four to five, and the six is the second choice at five to two. And Pallone is seven to one. Uh-oh, look out now. Look out. And Aaron Merriman is 35 to one from the famous Michigan and Ohio Merriman Racing Family. Wow. Remember Jim Merriman Jr. and Jim Merriman Sr. and Tom Merriman? Of course not. Remember no. Merriman Road in Detroit? No, you don't. In Livonia? There used to be a, a buffet called Skipper's Table. You guys would have gone nuts there. Really? Many a day I went with my racetrack friend from Michigan. We would go we would, to um, DRC, Detroit Race Course, for the nighttime racing, and we'd go early, and we'd stop at Skipper's Table, the buffet, and manja manja, baby. I mean, just really, you know, not like high-quality high, high quality stuff, but a lot, of good, a lot of good food. You know what I mean? Is that the one you used to skip classes with? No, that was a John Sobel. This was my friend Dar, who worked at General Motors in Lansing. No, he was a different guy. With a wife, by the way. And so did the other one have a wife. Just in case you're curious about these things. Look at that. There's an 80 to 1 shot leading. Pallone is 10 to 1, and he comes out of the pocket. You don't want to sit behind that piece. You know what I mean? You don't want to sit behind a dead piece. I'll take your word for it. Coming three wide. Mike Wilder and Taco Hanover. Charging to the front. Yeah, we don't care. 946 tallies on the pool. Now, you got 49 minutes. You need 54 votes. I think now it's doable. Oh, We're going to do it. Well, it wasn't doable before, and maybe, yes, I was. don't know. Yeah, it was. Maybe they're coming to your rescue now because they feel sorry for you. Or they feel bad that you're taking so much abuse because, uh, and, of course, it's Zach's fault. It's always. And we're glad to have Zach. The audience the audience likes Zach. They, they, most of them like uh Josh Cordes, too, except for Brandon, who hates him like poison. I haven't heard a word from him today, so he must be very satisfied. Mike Wilder's got that two-one favorite, I believe. Now, he's the second choice. The one is four to five. One is second over and coming like a bandit on the outside. And what I told you about the chalk? Here comes the bunny, and there goes your money. Take the chalk and throw it out. On top, Taco Hanover now by uh, two and a struggling half. third at Mikey the moment. Palooza's second. Bay Lane continues to end up third. And the six-horse Mike Wilder is just beating and pounding and wailing on his feet. He is just Taco smashing Hanover, the crap out of him. He looks like he's going to fall down and be on his Mikey hands and knees, but he's going to win the race easy. Coming to the wire, it's all Taco Hanover. But I tell you, my buddy Taco Schmacko won the race, and Mike Wilder got second with the chalk. Another, another beaten favorite. That's my handicapping lesson for you guys when you go with George to a Gulfstream. Don't play the chalk. Was he 80 to 1 or was that the other horse? I like the 80 to 1 shot. The 80 to 1. Here he comes now. He just crossed the line now. What are you talking about? I would have bet on that guy. <laughs> my, my advice to you on your racetrack shenanigans, stay home. That's my best advice. 948. You need 52 votes in 48 minutes. You can do it. Or, or not. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Get the honey, Junior. Who was the greatest? Who was the best of all time? In one corner, the reigning champion at Mason the Line Dixon. 
He'll be pitted against the former two-time heavyweight champion, Rocky Balboa. I've been drinking three glasses of that mutual day. I'm going to make three. He says Rocky Balboa would be triumphant. What are you trying to prove, Pop? Don't you think you're too, you know, old? Marty, you know my mahjong and shuffleboard partner at the home. He says I still got it. Want to prove him right. Think your brain's losing altitude. <laughs> you know, Paulie, uh, back in the day, your sister and I, we used to get it on all over, especially in the basement. The basement. You know, the basement at the pet store. Beat this guy. Need speed. You don't have it. You've got calcium deposits on most of your joints. So sparring is out. I had that problem. So what we'll be calling on is blunt force trauma. Heavy duty punches that would rattle his ancestors. Let's start building some hurting bombs. I gotta get over for the early bird specials tonight. I'm meeting Eunice for dinner. So they wouldn't have to call it an execution. Oh, I think I just crap my depends. can do it. You ain't going to do it, though. I told you. You slow down to a crawl. We're going to do it. You had 9.48. Now you got 9.49. Now you got 9.50. They're coming in like about one every couple of minutes. So we are lucky to get to 9.60 the way this thing is slowed down, that pool. I don't understand it for the life of me. What's up with these people? I think it's when I put that horse race on there. Then they start getting surly, and they start turning over to Jorge Sedano to see about something more important, like the canes, you know? Like the heat. The heat. <laughs> You'll hear all about the heat of two, whether you want to or not. With jerks. Is he on today? Is he going to be with us or what? He's here. How long is he going to be with us? For a while. Oh, here's Paul Maurice with the Leafs press conference saying the Leafs suck. We know that, Paul. Get out of here. Get lost. You're done. It's the reason I played the Rocky thing. Senator Swillery Clinton says she has something in common with legendary film boxer Rocky Balboa. She's not a quitter. Recalling a famous scene on the steps of the Philadelphia Museum of Art from the 76 Oscar-winning film Rocky, Clinton said that ending her presidential campaign now would be as if Rocky Balboa had gotten halfway up those art museum steps and said, well, I guess that's about far enough. <laughs> Let me tell you something when it comes to finishing a fight. Rocky and I have a lot in common. I never quit. I never give up. And neither do the American people, she said. And excerpts of prepared marks to be given today to a meeting of the Pennsylvania AFLCI. Oh! Clinton warned that Democrats won't have an easy time against Republican nominee in waiting John Insane McCain in the general and implied that her rival, Senator Barack Obama of Illinois, may not be up to the task. The Republicans aren't going to give up without a fight, she said, and no matter how beautiful your rhetoric, the Republicans are, are, aren't going to turn off their attack machine. It doesn't have an off switch. But one thing you know about me, she says, is that when I say I'll fight for you, I'll fight for you. I know that what it's like to stumble. I know what it means to get knocked down. But I've never stayed down. I never will. That's what Bubba said. She knows how to go down. Not. In recent days, Swillery has made an issue of calls from Obama backers for her to abandon the Democratic race. They've argued that Obama holds the lead in delegate count and a protracted Democratic primary would damage the eventual nominee. Now, this is one of the most important elections we've ever had. There's so much at stake. But just as it's getting time to vote here in Pennsylvania, Senator Obama says he's getting tired of it. His supporters say they want it to end, she said. Obama refused on Saturday to go along with other Democrats who were calling for Clinton to drop out of the race. My attitude is, Swillery can run as long as she wants, he said. You go, Swillery, and do it soon. 9.52, man, you're slowed down to a crawl. Remember the tortoise and the we're hare? We're going to get it. Remember the tortoise and the hare? That's what I've read it, yeah. You're like the tortoise now, baby. We're going to do it. You're like that brer rabbit. 
And the tortoise won. Welsh rarebit. You ever heard of that? Huh? Some British thing with cheese on it. I think it's pretty good. Welsh rare, rare. And the, the British eat a lot of rabbit, too, don't they? Oh, God. And in Finland, they eat reindeer. Can you imagine eating Santa's reindeer? No. That's really sick. It's like um, eating a deer. Isn't deer venison? Yep. Have you ever had it? I don't think I've had it. I have. It's supposed to be great. And? I did not. I got tricked into it. Someone told me it was steak. And I, and? Had, and I had a couple bites. I was not very happy. No. Not, and then when they told you it was Bambi, you started crying like a baby, I bet. I was in Amsterdam when that happened. It was me, in Amsterdam? They gave me swordfish. They told me it was chicken. And they gave me reindeer. And they told me it was steak. Yeah, tell Chris about the great cuisine you had in Amsterdam, like at uh, Kentucky Fry or at uh, McDonald's, Mickey that, D's. That's exactly what the best cuisine. The only thing I had there that was good that was actually in restaurants where I had pancakes at every single place I went to. I've really? been to Amsterdam, remember? The food sucks. Yeah, uh, we had it more American places than uh, local places. Here's a couple of polls from Sean, who's got a new uh, header now. New uh, Look at this. A whole new um, th- uh, setup here on his facts. It says, thanks to George for the remote at Gulfstream. When is he going to have some comic, uh, some strip club remotes for us aristocrats? And by the way, did he ever show up there at Gulfstream, uh, Sean? I believe he did, yeah. It says, by the way, the only good thing about Mallow Cups was the little tickets inside you could cash in. They were usually worth a nickel. But when I was seven, I got a $5 one. I thought I was Diamond Jim Brady Jr. Here's the deal on the Mardi Gras, Shaw says, because he's in Hollywood. He knows his Hollywood crap. The casino is just okay, and the lounge has a chimichurro steak, Argentinian-style skirt steak for nine ninety-nine. That's juicy as hell to knock your socks off. Mm. Chimichurro. I wonder if that's like a chimichanga. Probably close. But the racing and simulcast area upstairs is a dump that looks like they've imported extra losers from other tracks. They look like the people would, were turned away from Wheeling Downs. <laughs> Wheeling Downs in West Virginia. I've never been there, thank God. In the face of almost everyone there reads the story of another wasted life, says Sean. He's got a couple of polls on here, too. How do you like that? Actually, wasn't it Sean that was scaring away some of the uh, the two idiots while we were on the air? What are you What are you talking about? You asked was oh, George you mean on there Friday. Friday? Yeah, I believe I believe George said Sean was kind of like trying to give uh, the two idiots the intimidating stare, and they kind of ran away. Well, which two idiots were they? Was it like Chamba that uh-huh. one and, the, uh, and yep. his boyfriend? Probably, yeah. probably like those two. They showed up again. Uh huh. Well, thanks a lot, Sean. You're the best man. He went there and he was like George's bodyguard and chased away those idiots. 959 votes on the poll. We need 41 more in 36 minutes. I don't know. We're going to do it. Confidence is very marginal at best. We're going to do it. I can tell you. Yeah, you're going to do it. You're doing it. 1.2 a minute. We got it. Yeah, you got it. It's in the bag. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it's in the bag. All right, I can smell it. You'd know about that. Spartanburg, South Carolina. I wish I would have had a bag. Boy, you know, I, I was thinking about that the other day. And you could have taken it to the dry cleaners. After I had that experience. And I don't want to get too indelicate here because it is a family show, of course. But uh, I just can't even imagine what that would be like. Look at that. The Dow is up 318 points. Oh, oh baby, get your, uh, get your bets in. See, people who invest in the stock market, they don't realize that it's gambling. It's pseudo-intellectual gambling is what it is. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Of course. You know what you could do is just, like, buy a motorhome and drive that around everywhere so you don't have to wonder where the bathroom is. Yeah, that motorhome would have fit real good into Ruth Chris. (laughs) I just drive it right into the elevator there in the Hilton Hotel and just zoom right on down to the restaurant. You should keep a plastic bag with you at all times. Out of my way, you bastards. I'm coming in. 
Spartanburg, South Carolina. Authorities say a man robbed a Spartanburg bank after the check he tried to cash bounced. Police told WYFF-TV the man gave a teller a personal check for $173 yesterday morning, but the teller couldn't cash it because there wasn't enough money in the account. Authorities say the man told the teller he had to have the cash or somebody was going to kill him. The teller told police the man then said it was better to go to jail and die, and he wrote a note saying he was robbing the bank. Police say the teller gave the man some money and he ran away. <laughs> All right. Investigators say they have a suspect but not yet made an arrest. Now, that's, that's a good scam for you. Go into the bank and send them a note and say, if you don't give me like 500 bucks, uh, somebody's going to kill me. And maybe they're stupid enough to give you the five. I, I doubt it, though. Because I'm sure that in the bank, just like at the racetrack, the tellers, at the end of the day, when they, like, uh, cash out, you know, and they have to, like, uh, they have to, like, tally it up. Much, you know what I mean? What do they call that? Yeah, they tally it up. They tally it all up. And I'm sure in the bank, the uh, tellers are the same way. So at the end of the day, if you're supposed to have, like, $7,200 and you've got, like, five bucks left, somebody's probably going to, like, stick their nose in your ass. Interesting. And, of course, some of you might like that. 961 votes, just like Dan LeBastard was doing to the Marlins this morning in the Herald. Oh, my God. What a suck-up job. Just embarrassing. They lose 7-2. to two. Probably 20,000 of the people there, more than half were Mets fans. But, oh, opening day in the sunshine and the... Oh, man. The best talent. The sports leader. Job that was. Now, see here, I ain't never said no. Very annoyed. About me saying doys. I ain't never said no. But they should be missing the line. The doys. And they ought to pay me by the doys. Doys, 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 Thirty-two at five sixty WQM. Happy Tuesday, Happy uh, April Fool's Day. We didn't do any fool of the day, did we? No, no. What well, we should have done? We should have said, "Oh, the Marlins have just gone out of business, or the uh, Panthers have just moved to uh, Memphis, or um, the Dolphins just closed the doors, or the Heat just won a game." Or the yeah, the Heat just won a game. Nobody. I'm talking about something somebody might believe. Oh, true. Good point. There has to be a little bit of credibility. Boy, the sun is shining. It looks like an. Inc- I can't be in here. I should be out in my bathing suit on Lake Ontario. Let's see what the temperature is for uh, Paul Castronova. Oh, it's back. To, it's it's only 11. I thought we were up to 12 before. It's only 52. But they're saying 14. It's 58 degrees today and sunshine. Hallelujah! And there's that horrible r- radar they show, and it's already past us. It's to the east. It's on the way to the Ottawa Valley. Eh? 
Holy moly, man, it's a beauteous day. Don't you know how exciting it is when spring really, I'm not talking about on a calendar, but like when in reality it finally arrives? Mm-hmm. It's enough to make me want to hop into that Pontiac and just drive all the way to Niagara Falls and lose thousands. Don't go to Fallsview Casino, by the way. All right, noted. they got good food there, but boy, those machines, it's a tourist trap like Vegas. See, that's another thing people say to me, oh, well, don't you ever want to go back to Vegas? It's a tourist trap. And especially for somebody who likes the slots the way I do, I mean, if that's what I'm going to play there, like I always do, except for one time, I think I'm going to lose my ass. You like the what there? The slots. Me too. The schlots, like the quarter schlots. Sluts. I like the sluts. 976 well, votes on the poll. Told you. What? We're going to hit 1,000. Told me what? You got 26 minutes, you need 24 votes. It's not, it's not a guarantee. We got it. It's not a given. It's not a done deal. And what have I told you? So many times you get like all cocky and everything. And like, oh, we got it. And then, and we fall short, although it rarely happens. Not today. I'm kind of shocked that today we're like, we have to push so hard to get there. It's, I don't know. There must we're be something going on. We're going to do it. Maybe we really have about 1,200 votes, but Eric's got his foot on the brake. He might, he might be playing with us, you know. He might be playing his own April Fool. And then just about like two minutes till two, he'll take his foot all off the brake and we'll have like 45,000 votes. That would be awesome. Yeah, sure. A woman who said she had to forego cancer treatment because of botched surgery by a California doctor says she was never made aware that the doctor was being treated for alcoholism <laughs> and had been convicted for driving under the influence. How do you like that? A boozer. Becky Anderson said she had no idea the doctor treating her was being treated for alcoholism. Uh, Becky received a breast reconstruction from Dr. Brian West, a California plastic surgeon, in September of 2000. Becky, who was suffering from breast cancer, said she had to forego cancer treatment while battling complications from West surgery. Now she's dying of cancer. She had no idea when she left West, when she let West treat her, that he'd been convicted for driving under the influence in 87 and been arrested for a second DUI for which he was later convicted while on the way to treat her. Well, I'm on the way to help you, honey, but, uh oh Well, there's uh, Barack with that bitch, uh, Oprah again. God. What is the story? Luckily, she's been keeping a relatively low profile, from what I can see, during this whole thing. Thank God. Anyway, she claims the doctor lied about the DUI, blaming a missed appointment with her on a car accident. She sued the doctor for negligence and malpractice. He never admitted fault, but settled with her for 250 grand. Uh, AC360, Investigate Doctors and Rehab, it's going to be on TV, the whole story. Weiss is an alcoholic, according to a Medical Board of California decision, and a member of the state's physician diversion program. The program keeps the doctor's identities private, so it allowed him to continue to treat patients, even operate on them, while he was secretly getting treatment for his addiction. Oh, the doctor's a little bit <coughs> under the weather. You know? He'll be more than happy to open you up and see what he can find in there, you know? Like maybe if you've got a bottle hidden inside your guts. You ever hear such a thing? I'm sure it would happen. Even if the doctor, doctor is drunk as a skunk, he can still perform surgery. Right. I wonder if he was the doctor to perform the surgery on Mo's hairpiece. Could be. i got to play that just for you. That's I'm, awesome. sure, I'm sure you love that. I laugh a The uh, doctor that. that performed the surgery on uh, Jay Fiedler's thumb, mm-hmm. isn't he the same doctor that performed no, the uh, procedure on your toupee? Um. It's the doctor who performed the surgery. Let's think about that. What's his name? Klein? Fever's doctor? Use George Clark Geldy, man. I'm not sure, I'm not sure where he went. Doctor, isn't he? I'm not sure where he went. Did he go to Holy Cross? I, I didn't read it. <laughs> not sure. Well, bottom line is that I don't, the doctors can't tell how long Jay's going to be out. No, you're not. You're not sure. Somewhere in at least a month could be up to eight weeks. 
Somewhere in there. Wally on the wall with you on QAM. Now, let me ask you this. Were you responsible for Jay Fiedler being on eight times a week on the Amo Show? Did no, he make you book Jay Fiedler? He booked him himself. Did he really? He would just tell me when Jay's coming on. I guess the two of them were pretty tight, huh? Yeah, you could say that. Maybe, maybe they rubbed each other's mezuzahs. Huh? Played with each other's menorahs? They might. 986 on the pool. You need 14 votes and you only have 23 minutes, mister. You, you better push it, baby. We're going to do it. The best days of my sex life are in the past, 524. In the future, hopefully, 239. In the present, like right now, and it's great, one, uh, 156. I'm asexual, 41, eh? And they're over because I said I do, 26. Now, is that, is that true or is that just a, a myth? Well, you wouldn't know. Neither one of you are married. Not right. yet. I mean, you're both screwing around like, uh, like that Josh Cordes, for crying out loud. There is a guy. It's always Halloween for him. He's always doing a lot of dipping and dunking. You know what I mean by that? You sound a little jealous. What? You. Yeah, that'll be the day. Like Buddy Holly said, that'll be the day. Boy, you are. I don't know what your what your story is today. Did you get any food in there today or not? Yeah, we got some good Howies. Oh, I, I heard, uh, who, who gave it? Was that Zach or was that uh, DA that gave him the plug this morning? That was me. Boy, you are shameless, you know? I know. Giving out the phone number, although my, that's the least we can do for them after the $80 billion worth of food they've been bringing in for, I don't know how many years now. 954-989-7707. For a Howie's where the food is sensational. Man, they got the best damn bacon in the history of mankind, I'll tell you oh, that. I, know that. I remember my Atkins days back here. Yeah. I used to get a thing of bacon. Remember you used now, to, you I used bacon to steal your bacon? bacon. Diet that you're on now? I used to steal your bacon, by the way, when you used to order it and you were here the few Let times. me ask you again. Are you allowed bacon on this thing you're on? No, I'm on? not. I can't eat bacon now. Oh, my God. I miss it. 988. 12 votes to go, baby. And then Chris is going to get naked and jump up and down on the counter for Zach. Uh, and Zach's going to go run out. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Main perched high on these long ladders. Hoses in hand. Well, a couple of years ago, I made some money I didn't pay taxes on. The government's got plenty of money. They don't need your taxes. Dramatically higher taxes. It starts with migraines, and I know why. The headaches always come around tax time. Keep that in mind. Gotta fill in the lines and get it in on time. Oh, I know tax forms are a pain to think. And filling them out, man, it really stinks. I'm doing all this so they can take for pay. Yes, take half away. It's so unreal. But a fact, you know, I'm in a matrix of pencils and numbers and notes. Lost half my receipts long ago. How I'll ever get to this, I just I don't know. Makes me want to cry. And even though I tried, it all fell apart right from the start. What it means to me, it's just misery. April 50, see, tried so hard. The burden of taxes has shifted from the wealthy to the middle class. That sucks. Anyway, it's a 145. You got 998. No today at 2 o'clock. He's been fired. April 4. No mad dog at 4. He's uh, walked out. April 4. 998 in the pool. By the way, during the break, my phone rang in the uh, during that bit. Was I ran in the other room. What? Anybody good? Some chick. 
She hot? And she said, is this the newsroom at WQAM? And what'd you say? I said, no, it's not. Is she looking for me? Is this the newsroom at WQAM with the Toronto area code? I don't hmm. think so. Oh, look at that. <laughs> oh, he saved the best. Take a look at how many votes we got now. 9,999,998. I told you we got a million oh, We got 999,998. We need two more votes for a million. No, we need one more now. One more vote for a million. That a boy, Eric. See, I, all you got to do is just lay it out there. I'm taking the credit for this one. Why is that? Because of me today, we got a million votes. 999,999 vote. Eric is uh, dealing with it again. That a boy, Eric. Never. I'm sure those are all real votes. Yeah, wouldn't that be something? That'll be one million votes. We did it. All right. All right. You, should, you shouldn't have announced it. You should give, give me a chance to play a little, like, drum roll. One million votes. Eat your heart out, Tootsie. Tootsie, whatever your honey name is. Red Wolf Reindeer. Tom Yonkel. A Broward judge ruled today that ex-Yankees uh, Jim Layritz won't have to take home sobriety tests anymore just two months after being charged with driving drunk and fatally killing a Fort Lauderdale woman. As part of his pretrial release conditions by the state in January, Leyritz was ordered not to drink or get behind the wheel of a car until after his DUI manslaughter case was completed. But today, Judge Mark Gold ruled a random test under which Leyritz had to perform three to five times a day, created a de facto house arrest situation for the former major leaguer. Mine hasn't flipped over yet to the million. Oh, there it is. A million eight. All right. Isn't that great? In the Sunshine State. Leyritz is currently applying for a hardship license that would allow him to drive to and from work in an emer and in emergency situations. Gold said if he's granted a hardship license, the home sobriety test would stop and an interlock system would be placed in his car that would test to make sure no booze was in his system. If he failed the test, the car wouldn't start. Authorities would be notified. On December 28th, Leyritz was out celebrating his 44th birthday when he ran a red light, crashed his SUV into the car driven by Frida Ann Veach, who was just leaving her job on Fort Lauderdale Beach. Tests later revealed both were both were drunk at the time of the accident around 3.20 in the morning. Both. How do you like that? It's terrible. Leyritz's blood alcohol content was 0.14 and 0.13 when tested about three and four hours after the crash. Beach had a blood alcohol level of 0.18. The legal flow limit is 0.08. Leyritz of Davies charged with DUI manslaughter by impairment and DUI manslaughter by unlawful blood alcohol level stemming from the crash. He could face a maximum of 15 years in prison and has already pleaded not guilty. Trial starts May 12. Veach's family filed a civil lawsuit against the former baseball star last week. At issue in a manslaughter in civil cases may be Veach's level of negligence in the crash because she was also driving drunk, according to the police. Bruce Barger, who was riding with Leyritz that night, said Leyritz may have taken his eyes off the road just before the crash happened. Oops. Now, it's pretty interesting because we have a million votes on here, but when you look at the totals on there, see that, Eric? Nice try. We got a million eleven votes, but if you add up the other ones, we got a thousand and eleven. You see what I'm saying? Why are you trying to start problems? We at least got a thousand. <laughs> we got April a million Fool. votes. We got a million eighteen votes. April Fool, we're shutting the station down at two o'clock. Hasta la vista. The best days of my sex life are in the. Well, I'm not going to read the poll. I just got through reading it again to goose them up over the thousand. 
We couldn't have done it without Zach, I'll tell you that. Thank you. You believe that, Chris? Definitely. No. It's because of him we got the millions. I'll tell you what, we never got a million before. Save, save that. Print that out. All right. Save it for George. Lawyers for the Greater New Light Missionary Baptist Church said yet last night the church has fired former state representative Ron Saylor Jr. as pastor. And we had something on this story yesterday. Lawyers also said they're hopeful they'll be able to recover the 250 grand Saylor obtained after secretly mortgaging the church early last month. There's a good chance they're going to get their money back, said Brian Lee, one of the two lawyers in the case. Lee would not elaborate. The lawyer spoke after a closed-door meeting with more than 50 members at the church, which is set on a hill overlooking Campbellton Road in southwestern Atlanta. Some members brought their whole families. One walked in carrying a Bible. Asked how he was feeling, Jimmy Evans, chairman of the board of deacons, said, Not well, that's why I'm here. Lawyers instructed members not to speak with the media. Sailor, 33, a Democrat who represented sections of DeKalb and Rockdale counties, was caught in a federal sting last fall when he approached a man whom he believed was a drug dealer. The man was working for federal agents. Once Saylor was arrested on felony money laundering charges in December, he agreed to provide information about other officials involved in corruption in exchange for leniency in sentencing, and that investigation is ongoing. After he pleaded guilty to the felony charge March 18, Saylor resigned his legislative post that night. Church leaders suspended Saylor. And you know what they said when he walked in the door? I'll find it. What'd they say? I'll find it. Just give me my... Here's what they said. Hey, Saylor! Last week, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reported Saylor had accepted 80 grand from a lobbyist in Landia last year. A worried trustee checked property records from the church. Records showed that only days before he pleaded guilty in federal court, Saylor borrowed 250 grand using the church's buildings and 2.5-acre property as collateral. All right. Well, he needed some of that drug money, man. He needed to get a little something-something, you know. Why not? And when you're a little short on cash, like it would be like me if I wanted to go to Woodbine this afternoon and take about you know hundred grand in cash, I'd have to find somewhere to locate it, right? Mm-hmm. You got that? Maybe I'll just mortgage this building. You don't have a hundred thousand in your pocket? Or maybe I'll mortgage the radio station. How's that sound? Sounds good. We got a million forty-four votes. <laughs> I told you. It's a beautiful thing. That's what we're looking for. It. That's what we're going to shoot for daily now. Forget a thousand. We're going for a million votes a day. Yeah, that's right. That, you know something? We're going to show these people a thing or two. They want to play fast and loose with our uh, emotions and like that. We'll, we'll get a thousand every day, no matter what. No matter what happens. And so now, you know what I can do? What? I can change the poll. Get rid of this uh, horseball. I mean, this great survey. I didn't like the poll in the first place. Now here's the second one. Regardless of your position on the issue, which of these is most likely to influence your vote for president? That's a good poll. Mm-hmm. You don't think? Very good poll. Not Israel. Uh, I'll, I'll put the uh, war in Iraq. I'll put that. There's a whole bunch of choices on there. Drugs, Cuba, Israel, education, FCC stuff, and, and all that. So I guess I should save this poll here with a million and fifteen votes and save it for posterity, don't I you? I think you should frame it. And then they'll all say, Oh yeah, but it was on April Fool's Day, O'Neal. You know, nobody believes that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's 